I never have to slide anything around. No, we've yeah. gotten pretty good at it. Discord's yeah. like zero latency stuff is is excellent. Yeah, it helps. I it was helps sure. always cracking up during the during the like COVID podcast era where people were like all these ridiculous methods they had for syncing. Like, let's mm. all clap at when the clock hits, you know, forty five seconds, and it's just like, why don't you just go three, two, one, and we all just click at the same time? Because there's no latency in Discord, but yeah. It's because people were foolishly losing, like, yeah. Well, yeah, you can also just slide things around really easily, but yeah, I don't, whatever. That's okay. I really love the multiple tiers of uh, audio quality throughout the COVID podcast era of, yeah. like, of, of uh, the podcast draw pairing with a podcast producer, the podcast producer having, like, top tier equipment. And then this like celebrity in question has like a fucking tin can with a shirt. Oh yeah. yeah, and it's just like, like all the oh, news interviews God. and stuff. Yeah, yeah, like they're like they're literally calling in over a landline to start a podcast. Like yeah, just just unbelievable stuff. It's always very funny and like because they still do a lot of uh, movie press remotely still. Like I mm -hmm. think the majority of it, and you get all these like professionals in the film business, and they're calling in, and it's like. Hello, can you hear me? It's like, I'm here to talk about my audio editing for my Oscar. And it's like, you're a what? You're an audio engineer? Huh? I can't hear a word you're saying. And it's just like, someone buy Tom Cruise a good microphone, please. <laughs> yeah. We're, st we're still using ThinkPads with 480p webcams and yeah, well, built-in built built onboard microphones. Yeah, it's, yeah. It, it's, it's, it's very weird considering how high quality like every phone camera and microphone is now that Where are they you... finding this equipment i know i know it's like do they have this vintage gear from the mid-2000s or something I, it's very weird there's one big radio shack left and it's in los angeles california and they just <laughs> they, go they're there. just still getting rid of their inventory from 2003 <laughs> yeah they just yeah. sell it to the hollywood elite <laughs> oh my god they buy it because it's expensive but it's expensive yeah yeah it's, an yeah. <laughs> it's vintage is hot right now yeah. right so yeah exactly <laughs> god. i hate it uh, guys, it's, uh, we're coming on the end of the year. Can you believe this? Yeah. yeah. And we're actually, like, doing these at a regular pace right now. It, oh, my God. Well, I was going to try and not say anything. Not good. Yeah. We bring it up every, we bring, we do bring it up every episode. We success crank one of these out. Well, we deserve to Time pat ourselves fast. on the back. Yeah. This is true. We work so hard. Yeah. And we do a lot of work. And this is the hardest part of it all. <sighs> yeah. Recording this videos. very <laughs> exalt. Yeah, it's hot. I'm Recording sweating right now. It's easy peasy, but this Ripper. is where the big this is where the gamers play. Oh, the, the sweat the sweat isn't related to this, Joy. I'm sure it's related to something else. Oh no. I'm alright. Yeah, all right. Okay. okay. Yeah, I'm okay. Just sleepy. Okay. It was more like um, you know, the there's a bit of Guinness still in my bloodstream and I had to get up at uh nine AM. Yeah, that's no fun. Mm. To try and get Glastonbury tickets. So Yeah, yeah. Sleep is the greatest cure for any alcohol, and mm. I didn't get sleep. Made it to 6:30 a.m. this morning, which felt like a treat because that beats that beats 4 a.m. <laughs> which as every other morning. Yeah, yeah, that, that's it, early. Like I said, it's it's nearly being awake in time to see Jameson log off. Uh, but oh Joe right, still yeah, yeah. Joe is still not awake. 
because I get up before him, <laughs> right? Despite him having a four-hour advantage, so it's like it's beautiful. Yeah, it's like, like I log, like close Discord fully at twelve, and the Ben yeah. is usually awake by then. <laughs> yeah, no that one will stand a chance spooky. when we start up Neptune's Pride again. Like I will be, <laughs> I will be a You're just like operating on like ninety minutes of sleep a day <laughs> without yeah. issue. Yeah. Nope. Yeah. It's gonna be it's gonna be gross. I actually can't wait. Whenever that is, I'll keep yeah. poking. I don't care. I'll poke sometime next year. Day. I'm sure. I'm like, yeah, I'm getting close to hosting one someplace else. Just to yeah, you should. Yeah, the why gears not? Turning, so yeah, I'll uh, if you guys want in, I'll figure. Nope. Bring nope. the pain to sense. other people. I can't. Spread I can't suffer that right now. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I definitely want to bring in some like people who never played before and just and just ruin ruin some people's yeah. weeks. Ruin some relationships. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But no, we're uh. Frig, man, we're, we're almost at the end of the year here. It's, we're in, uh, like, gaming season right now. The games are out. There's a new... Mm. Y'all, hear about, y'all hear about this Call of Duty, Modern Warfare 2? No. That, yeah, that uh, was a good game. Yeah, it came out uh 2009. Yeah. It was fucking awesome. To lack of laps of spilling these trips. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Slim spitting the beats and the mm. sweet trailer. and You guys got your night vision goggles on? Yeah. Oh, remember mm-hmm. the night vision that. goggles that came with it? Yeah. And then the Black Ops one was an RC car with C4 mm-hmm. on it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mm-hmm. What was the uh, special edition this year? I don't think they do special editions for COD anymore. I think it's like all Ooh. digital. Yeah, I don't I think they do a... physical stuff. I honestly got thought they did night vision goggles again. I don't. Th- so, no, I don't think COD has done like a collector's edition for a while. I think hmm. for one advanced warfare. I swear to God, they gave you a drone. That seems like a missed opportunity. They like money. Let me. See. I'm doing a little googling here. Yeah, they gave it a drone after the RCXD, which is like. No. Nuts. Yeah. There's definitely no. Fancy physical edition. Comes with a DIY waterboarding kit so you can do it at home. Hell Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. Some sarin gas from the last game. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, there they are talking. A Beretta handgun with an orange (laughs) tip on the end for de escalation purposes. (laughs) (laughs) There is a prompt in that campaign where you are playing. Oh, yeah. And you hold, you're (laughs) holding it. Hold left trigger to de-escalate after you've busted your way into an American's house, like at the Mexican border. You're chasing a guy, and you're mm-hmm. he's running through houses, and you're running through houses, and it's like a, a, an American citizen is like, "What the fuck are you doing in my house?" And you just like hold left trigger to de-escalate, which is point the nine millimeter pistol at the guy's head to calm him down. It's like, oh wait, wait, what? What? A, what a normal human relative experience. Yeah, that is right there. We'll get yeah. to that campaign in a few minutes. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure. No, it's uh, it's good. Been, uh, I've been gaming hard lately. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I've, I've, you know, I was on a gaming sabbatical for a few months and uh, mm-hmm. come back from vacation. And you're like, all right, I'm ready. I'm ready for mm-hmm. the video games, and so I have, I have games. Yeah, yeah. I've actually, uh, I've done the opposite. I have yeah. kind of mm-hmm. switched place with Jameson because uh, I, I think I, I would say I went pretty hard over the last oh. few months. I was, yeah. Playing a lot of stuff, mm. trying a lot of new games, um, yeah, and just the the wave is over, yeah. and I'm just a little fatigued, and yeah, just taking a bit of a break. I'm being a right old nerd, and I'm reading books, which is strange. <gasps> wow, I do love to hear that. We it truly is, have it does turn places. my stomach. <laughs> it does turn my stomach. Yeah, but that's so cool. Yeah, I've been, yeah, just been reading books. <laughs> yeah, it's nice. Like yeah. taking taking breaks from games is nice. Yeah, I think I just maybe overdid it a little bit. Yeah, and I was like playing a lot of games, and I was like, even my streams were going for like four or five hours at times. Mm. And yeah, me, obviously, me and Jim had a quiet work period uh, during the middle of the year, and I was just, just gaming hard, game passing hard. Mm. And now I just like keep booting stuff up, and I'm like, ah, 
Mm. Mm. Except for Vampire Survivors. <laughs> oh my god. Man, that can't, man. On console next week, which I'm so oh, excited is it? to. Yeah, it's on okay, Xbox console to, I'll next have week. to try that, yeah, once it's on, yeah. The, on the Xbox, yeah. Oh, I'm yeah, sure it's fine on a controller. It's, that's yeah. how I play, that's the only way okay. I play it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We play it here. Good, good. But I, d- I definitely uh, need to check that out. You basically need WASD. Yeah. Right, okay. Or the, or the arrow keys. Or the yeah. mouse. Yeah, or the left thumbstick, and you're probably little... good enough. Right. I, 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 I'm not going to talk about it really again, because it's not much to talk about. But... I just can't believe how it keeps escalating more and more. You're like, well, this has got to be as far as this game goes, right? Mm. And then you discover another thing, and it unlocks a mm. whole new mechanic, which allows you mm. to break the game even more. And it's like, oh, mm. my. I just unlocked a thing today, which I, I won't spoil, but it's <laughs> fucking stupid. <laughs> Oh, hell yeah. It's got that uh, good upwards reverse onion reveal that Hades does, where you think you've come to the end of the circle, but then it just finds then out that it's it outwards again. Yes, yeah. yeah. And you're like, it oh, spirals shit. out further, and you're mm-hmm. like, okay, here we go again. I feel yeah. like it reminds me of Risk of Rain 2, where Risk of Rain 2 starts off pretty frantic, and then you have to kind of learn how to really break Risk of Rain 2. Mm. Except Vampire Survivors kind of starts at the end of Risk of Rain 2, and it's just batshit crazy from the beginning, <laughs> and then keeps mm-hmm. getting more and more chaotic and incomprehensible the understated tutorialization across both games uh is really really good and i love that i would say vital to the success yeah it's like Mm. a like binding of isaac is another game i think of that just drops you in and you get the things and like we're not going to tell you anything about how they work or synergy or uh evolutions and stuff like that like just I love that fun. format of, like, here's a roguelite, your aim is to not die and get to the end, and you, you just start playing, you think that's the game, and then the more you play, you're like, oh, there's lots more going on here. I, I really like that discoverability. I find myself just so extremely smitten by the minimalist input method. Like, yeah. just purely brilliant, just, pr- like, just single input, no need to worry about attacks. Anyway. Does he, you just auto-attack? Auto-attack, yeah. maybe. Oh, wow, okay. Huh. Literally, were, mostly yeah. just WASD. Wow, really? It's, okay, yeah. interesting. Oh, it's so it, good. It's huh. a very good game. I, I cannot wait to talk to you a little bit. We'll talk a little bit more about it next time. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I've yeah, I've been waiting to play it for for sure. But knowing yeah. it's now going to be on the Xbox, it's perfect. Yeah, Ugh. Game Pass, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even though it was like three bucks or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's it's so funny. It'll be like seven o'clock. We'll put the baby down, and I'll ask Sarah if she just wants me to boot her up around. And next thing I know, she'll she'll finish a whole half hour round and. Like, she's a she playing? Oh yeah, nice. Yeah. Oh yeah, she she loves Empire Survivors. Good game. Oh, who wouldn't? Hmm. Hmm. You know what else I got her playing? Oh, hmm. I got her hard on the Marvel Snap. Oh no, <laughs> I, I don't know what that is, but people seem to be losing their mind over it, and I don't. Yes. I don't. It feels like something we should only be talking about if we're getting paid to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The um, our sponsor. Yeah, for sure. Hashtag Disney. Hashtag Walter's Disney's Wacky World. Um, <laughs> is it a card game? I've not so, seen any gameplay of it here. I'm clicking on it. Let me, let me back into it a bit. The team that made Hearthstone left Activision Blizzard and founded a studio called Second Kitchen. Um, they developed a card game uh, that we now know as Marvel Snap with no type of characterization or mascotified just like nature to the game. They the just gameplay, de- yeah. They developed a very addictive game sticky game in, in the studio and they started shopping it around and uh disney said yeah we'll go ahead and take that and put hmm. all the marvel superheroes in it Interesting. Um, for them. 
it's uh the conceit of the game i'm gonna really keep it quick because i know i'm talking to two walls right now <laughs> uh, it's it's available on ios android and steam it's free to play deck building uh, card battler you only play online against people um the way the game works is the game takes place it has six turns the game just takes place over six turns matches are three minutes maximum um and basically you operate the board operates under three lanes so you have three different places you can play cards Hmm. each lane has an effect towards it that will either like add extra strength or like different modifiers that will impact your cards those reveal on turns one, two, and three per each location. So you like you don't know what locations two and three do at the first turn, and then you find out location two on turn two and location three on turn three. So you kind of have to strategize a bit, or it might throw a monkey wrench into your plans. You play cards uh, that cost based on what turn it is. So you'll have a single cost card that you can play your first turn. You can play two single cost turns on two turn on turn two, three single cost on turn three. You know that okay. classic formula. Um, and, uh, yeah, you basically just have to, you have to acquire the most power on two of those three lanes by the end of the game to win the game. Um, and true to well-constructed card battling, there's some really interesting synergies, tons of locations as well. So there's, you never know what you're going to get into as far as a match goes. There's a ludicrous amount of cards in this game as well that, uh, that they just continue to drip into you over and over and over again. Get to um, pay for them. You do not, you do not buy cards mm. at all. In this what game. do you buy? You, so you buy you you, you mm. buy gold bars, which allow you to buy variants of cards you already own. So, for example, let's say there is a Captain America card. Uh, for that card, you <laughs> I know. <laughs> Here we go. We're so this is so good, dude. Uh, so. You have your standard card. You can upgrade the rarity of that card with the classic MMO color formula of the blue, green, blue, purple, gold, red, all that garbage. It scales up. Um, The variants are a second version of that card that changes, like, the aesthetic of the card. So, for example, there's pixel variants for all the card options. So there's, like, a pixel version of Captain America. And then you would upgrade that card separately as well. You use the gold or your real-life money or the gold bars that you also uh, obtain in the game to buy these variants. Um, you're not actually like buying new cards with money. You're just buying different versions of cards you already own. It's the only way to get variants. Um, which is good. It's cool. So you can it, show off your monetization to other people, right? That yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But not, it doesn't give you an but advantage. But it doesn't give you an advantage. Eh, that's, yeah. that's smart. Yeah. They, they Basically give you skins ca- for cards. <laughs> yes. And they yeah. give you, you get cards by just, um, by you get cards by getting cards and upgrading cards. Um, you basically work towards something called your collection level. Every time you upgrade a card, you get one, two, four, eight uh, collection currencies that go towards this level that unlock new cards, other currencies in the games. You can upgrade stuff, boosters and everything like this. So, um, yeah, I like it's this is an audio format, obviously very difficult to explain this game, uh, but I just. I don't know, it's free to play, and it's, damn, it's a good game. I just, it's hard, it's hard telling you guys to go play this game, because it's, it's really good. It's, it's hard convincing people who, 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 uh, who I know would like this, who, who I know like this genre. It's hard to convince people to play this game. It's a good game. Really good game. Dang. Really, really fun. Yeah, I Um, believe you. I mean, uh, yeah, I, I, 
won't play it. I don't really like card battlers when there's no like story stuff. That's, that's sure. sort of what I realized. But uh, yeah, I was just looking, and it's the 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 like lead designer of Hearthstone. That's this is his game, uh, and like mm-hmm. several other higher ups mm-hmm. from the Hearthstone team. Uh, so I'm not surprised to hear it's a good game because you know those guys know what they're doing. Yeah, Hearthstone, yeah, they I never played, but people fucking love that game. Yeah, mm-hmm. I did good. Yeah, yeah. They 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 looked inward and they were like they 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 recognized some things they could have done differently with Hearthstone and and also in the way of monetization practices and right. so they kind of built they built a really interesting product and it's just I'm I can't believe it. I'll probably be talking about it at the end of the year. Wow. It's, oh yeah, it's crazy. Sure. When you get into one of those, you're lost yeah. for a while. Like, half zone was, like, three years of my life. <laughs> like, I I got to level 80 in the Battle Pass of Fortnite over the last, like, month. Mm. And, like, mm. I have... That has come to a complete halt since I've started playing Marvel Snap. Um, like, it's it's completely replaced my... Uh, That's good, I guess. My back burner game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is, I guess. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Pick your poison. Break. Yeah. Anyway, that's uh, that's Marvel Snap. Let's get that out of the way. <laughs> oh, frick. What did uh, oh, what have you guys been up to outside of uh, outside of recording stuff these days? I know that's Overwatch and Call of Duty a lot these days, but what else have you guys been up? Um, I'm just pausing to let Joe say nothing. Mmm. <laughs> We've mostly just been working for like a month straight. Mm. Hell yeah. I mean, editing, uh, and then. Uh, uh, some drinking, <laughs> mm-hmm, <laughs> then mm-hmm. editing. <laughs> oh yeah, we oh yeah, I, we lost our house, and now we're in a different house. <laughs> right, since our last podcast that did right. happen for you. Yeah, yeah. that's Ooh. not fun. That's so. I know there is a little overlap for like one or two games, Joe, for you for us, which is yeah. good. How's the repairs um, going, Ben? Repairs are going well. Um, they have. So they've gutted the ceiling of all of its insulation and ceiling tiles. You can just see the entire ceiling. Almost every room now. Um, all the insulation's out. They're taking it out of the walls. They've got the walls out of the hallway as well. Jeez. And they're just going to re-insulate it all and put the That's walls crazy, and ceiling man. back in. And, Thank God for insurance. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I was. I probably won't leave this particular section. So, but uh, I was telling Jameson just before we started Devour that we're going to be here till April because I think we're going to try and sell the house while we're here. Mm, right. We'll, we'll, uh, we're, we like it here. Cool. Oh, okay. Yeah, it looked like a nice little spot. Yeah. True. Yeah. I'm just, Maybe it was like, meant to be. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. And that's just it. It's crazy. Yeah. We're learning a lot. But yeah, Hurricane Fiona. Hurricanes. Yeah. Right. They they, they do do that. Um. But no. Other than that, things. Yeah. Hurricanes are fucking crazy. I actually just randomly watched um just on the bike there was like a Netflix documentary called Earthstorm and just like a couple oh, of God. mini mini documentaries on different type of natural disasters and yeah that was uh quite horrific mm-hmm. hurricanes are big bastards yeah 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 it I'm was sort of we glad we up. don't have to be affected by them out here i guess a typhoon could technically maybe veer off course mm. i don't know if that's ever happened before. tsunami yeah oh well yeah i mean that's you know <laughs> we don't talk about yeah, that no, no. <laughs> uh ignorance is bliss baby just pretend yeah. it's never gonna <laughs> that happen does not, those are those are orchestrations of folklore and then That's the big good. one happens and the entire west coast is uninhabitable for 25 years and you say uh it's fine it's not gonna happen in my lifetimes <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 20, 21 degrees here today <laughs> really <laughs> yeah really seriously what's uh, going on out there 
That's what they forecasted yesterday. I'm. It's like you. three degrees out here. It's been like winter is just like it's been, it's been warm over here as well. It's been really cold here. It's been weird. 14, actually. 15, 16 degrees. Wow. Cur- current current conditions is twenty degrees. Wow. Yeah, that's a warm day. It's uh gonna feel like two tomorrow. <laughs> I I don't like it. With fifty kilometer winds, that yeah, it's weird. Glad I had the Odin during the hurricane though. We didn't have power oh, I for bet. a week. It sucked. Oh yeah, no power. I don't know how. Yeah, Tomorrow's I had no power for four hours and uh, on Friday night, and I was four away hours. for three hours. I was out for three hours, and so mm. I only had to live with a, no power for an hour, and it was it almost killed me. <laughs> That's horrible. It was horrifying. Oh uh, yeah, it I was, can't imagine yeah. days like six days without power. I don't know what no. I would do. We did six. Some people did two weeks. Yeah, that's insane. I guess you guys like have the advantage, if you want to call it that, of the option to do generators and stuff, right? Oh yeah. In a you condo can... building, like, I, what am I? There's, I guess maybe if it got really bad, they would let you just you could. I could put a generator on my patio, but mm. all the neighbors would have to be on board with it as well because they're not quiet. Mm. Uh, you definitely heard the hum of generators oh, speckled throughout the sub the suburbs yeah. around here when uh, when things got bad. And then, of course, they were probably completely sold out. Yeah, every everywhere. generators generators yeah. and chainsaws yeah. were huge because everyone had trees down uh, yeah. all over the place. All yeah. over the place. We had a pretty good windstorm yesterday. There was we were supposed to do something yesterday, and one of the people couldn't make it because they had a tree fall on their house <laughs> oh my gosh oh my God. <laughs> so he was that out there like it. chainsawing the tree out of his house <laughs> uh yeah it was breezy that's what killed the power we woke up at 3 a.m that saturday and we were just like we were just laying there storm, sa- still... storm saturday the storm saturday right yeah, like at the worst part of it we're laying there in bed and i'm hearing the wind and mm-hmm. in my brain i'm just like the roof is gonna get ripped off like that's how loud it was <laughs> oh, is yeah. the roof the roof is about to rip off. That's how loud it, it was. was scary. It was scary. Yeah. Yeah. It was wood yeah, we... houses. Yeah. Yeah, wood frame houses. That's pretty much all we have. Yeah. I kind of... It's sort of insensitive a little bit. I do miss storms. We don't really have them out here. Uh, so mm. when... Whereas in, like, Ontario, you get some mm. rip and thunderstorms in southern Ontario. Uh, mm. including uh, just after we left, there were some very, there was like F4 tornadoes that went through <laughs> not far from where we were, which is a little too much ripping. But uh, yeah. <laughs> it's nice to be reminded of like the power of nature and you yeah. just sort of uh, don't get that very much out where Storms I are am. fucking crazy. Yeah. They're, they're, they're like godlike powers. Oh yeah. They're mm. awe-inspiring uh, and te- for sure. Yeah, and terrifying at the same time. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So That's sort what of... makes them interesting. Mm-hmm. Something something Thor, something something Odin, something something God of War 2018. Yeah. Nailed it. Exactly. Thor, God of Thunder. There you go. Yeah. Thor Ragnarok, God of War Ragnarok, God of War. It's a video. I'm looking forward Uh, to that, man. Oh, man. I want to play that damn game. I was playing God of War 2018 just up until we started recording. Whereabouts are you in that now? I have just cleared out uh, 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 New... Niflheim? No, no, I'm well. No, 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 you don't go. I haven't. I either haven't got to Niflheim in God of War 2018, or you don't go to Niflheim until the next. Niflheim is the uh, like combat, fiery combat zone, basically. Oh, those are the combat trials. I thought thought that was the foggy foggy one. 
Oh, okay. The fire trials is like the murder. Oh no, that's Muspelheim is the Muspelheim is the fiery stuff. Niflheim. Oh yeah, maybe don't know. Yeah, I think you're no. right. Niflheim's in that Sony Santa Monica tweet where they were like, "We're going oh, okay. to Niflheim in this one." Right. Yeah, yeah. I think the like, foggy one is Svartalheim, <laughs> which is the like rogue light fog zone. I, I think know. that's. I think I don't know. Whatever. I didn't uh, touch it in my replay. Where about are you in the main story? How about that? That's easier to track yeah. mentally. Uh, easy to track. We just left. I just got out of Helheim for the second time. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Oh, you're all, you're getting there. Yeah, you're getting pretty close to the end, I think. Ah, yes. Uh, That's a good part. Correctly. That's when um, Atreus stops being a little wanker. Yeah. Is that on the boat where you're like you're like sailing back through the, yeah, the sky? Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. He is still kind of a wanker. Like I don't care for his uh, his whatevers. I don't I don't oh, care he's for still his whatevering. Next. God, I hate that. He's part. still whatever. Yeah, yeah, man. I don't need that. Those two chunks where he gets pissy with you. The first one when you're in Alfheim, but it's it's very brief. It's like twenty minutes, and then yeah. the second time where it's like three hours. Uh, yeah, annoying. Yeah, yeah. At- At- Atreus's god complex is yeah, it's grating for sure. It's um. It was just it too seems... quick, I think. It yeah. yeah. I didn't think it it's was too hot. Well. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, he's like, it's like they try to just like, oh, remember he is a kid, so of course he's going to be silly. But it's like, he's never really been silly. Like, he has been a kid, but. I think I remember like... even Cory Barlog after the fact being like, yeah, yeah, we, we could have done that better. Like, just a mm-hmm. smoother, more natural transition for him. But they sort yeah. of had to just like. Yeah. They were Turn like. Him. Yeah. They had to just, you know, you have to make. Consi- One more chapter or something sometimes. would have been good there. Yeah. Yeah. Like a kid yeah. being a god would be a little twat. Of course, oh, definitely. Yeah. But it just like he just de- Daenerys is it and becomes that happens in like a second and then he gets over it in like a second as well. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I just got the black rune. I just did tear. Like I just uh, what I just yeah, spoilers obviously, but yeah, I just I basically just like found that section of uh, Odin stole part of a panel and that's what I just like saw. And yeah, you're getting close. To, yeah, yeah, you've almost uh, beat that game. I feel like I'm close because yeah, yeah. Uh, it's been a, it's it's been I don't want to say it's been a long game, but it's it's uh it's felt great, man. Good video game, this game rules. You're it's playing it through PS Now, uh huh, on your Odin. Oh, sorry, I've been playing it on the personal computer. Oh, the personal computer uh, device. Yeah. Oh, with, the, with an the, Xbox controller. With an Xbox controller. I love yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. Um, Breaking so yeah, the so don't, No consoles involved here. We just, uh, yeah, I'm playing it. I put the com, I put the dome sticks on it too, just recently, so it kind of feels a little bit more, a little bit oh, more sure. organic. But, uh, and, but, feels... but still through PS Now, right? You didn't buy it on Steam or anything? Nope. I'm playing, I've been, I'm playing it exclusively through PS Now. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It's completely cool. through the cloud, which is, yeah. uh, yeah, it, it's working really, really well. Um, I've like tried a couple of Valkyrie, or I've tried three Valkyrie fights, mm-hmm. uh, a few times. Um, I don't know if it's, I don't know if I'll get through any of them. There's some, those are hard fights, fun fights, but those are hard fights. Mm. Yeah, they're fun. I reckon you can do them now. A few of them, they're quite simple in their format. It's very much like there's a move, you've got to learn like three moves and then you're fine. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's pretty much, they all have one special move or two and that's the only yeah. hard one. The only really yeah. nasty one is the final one where they have, she has all the moves uh, and it's fucked up. <laughs> I think I might do all of those before Wednesday. Mm, fin- finish the game uh, mm. obviously when you finish the game it shows you where they all are hiding three yeah. left and then obviously the the final one I might give it a go I was enjoying them I wasn't yeah. getting too frustrated at any of them the flashbang one was a little annoying and it is like the one place where 
maybe some of Kratos's uh, clunkiness shines the most. Mm. You can feel a little heavy, and the dodging can feel a little weird. But um, yeah, I, th- I feel like I think last time we recorded, I said that my main complaint was Kratos's movement, and I definitely near the end wasn't noticing that as much. I just kind mm. of got used to the flow and was better at uh, juggling multiple mobs. Uh, mm. Yeah, it was just like the the dodging in certain boss fights was probably the only real complaint I had about the combat. And also, um, it maybe was the build I had, but I, I feel like near the back quarter of that game, you have too much access to runic special moves especially mm. when you have the two weapons and e- mm. and both of those have runic attacks and they uh, when i first I, th- I think i can say blades at this point right like it's in, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah 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 it's been yeah, four yeah. and a half years like yeah. gives but like yeah. when you get the blades for some reason i assume that like the l1r1 would be like if you use that then it's gone on the axe but no it's like you basically have four runic attacks and mm-hmm. when you have a build where they charge you kind of don't have to use a lot of your regular um just like combat you know the mm-hmm. default yeah. moves and I kind of, I'm really bad at not using overpowered stuff in video games. We've probably had this conversation before. Mm. And I, yeah, I just thought they recharged too fast because <laughs> I really wanted to get into uh, the end game portion of the combat, which is st- uh, stance switching. The stance stuff is fun, yeah. Yeah, and I, I was like just playing around with it near the end. And I was like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, out of combat, I was practicing with the timing, but I just didn't really need to use it ever because again the runic attacks just come back so fast you could just chain them forever and they look so mm. cool yeah. they feel so powerful and good that i just can't really stop doing them but yeah apart from that i don't really have any complaints about that game it's just uh the format is maybe just not that inspired and the puzzles aren't very interesting mm. Mm. Um, but whatever, you know, it's a Sony game. They have their very comfy, easygoing format down. I, we all know what it is. We all know what to expect. And uh, they're enjoyable. And they're very easygoing, which mm. you wouldn't think a game about a god and fighting boss fights would be, like, comfy in that way. But it is. It's very easygoing and easy to play for a long period of time. Yeah, uh, yeah I'm looking forward to Ragnarok a lot, honestly. I would say that was the exact sentiment I came across just today, where I was like, I now... I now am really, uh, I, I can now really understand what you guys are referring to where you just, like, just want that AAA package mm-hmm. of just, like, like all put together. Because this, this game is such a wonderful package, uniform package of yeah. pre- presentation, production, cinema- cinematography, cinematics, and then your gameplay and action. Like, yeah. just, just, and obviously being the, the decision or the direction to do it all as one shot of action. I think that having that through line, that thread throughout the whole experience goes a long way in keeping it uniform like that. Mm. Um, but it's been uh, damn what a meal of a game. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's, it has uh, made me wax philosophical about game design philosophy in a lot of ways, just in the way that they, um, just in the way that they trickle things to you around every corner, whether it's a chest or a hack silver drop. Yeah. Or, or or anything. There's always just like the the timings, the the spacings and pacings of crumbs mm-hmm. is masterclass in this game. Like, there's always just that one little thing in the one little nook that didn't take too too long to get to. Yeah. Um, in a way that like a game like Elden Ring, for example, or some bigger open world games would kind of like 
would would trowdle you along or want you to really go a long way for maybe a little reward. This game I find expedites that big that big journey and just gives me gives the player what they want uh, yeah. a lot. Uh, I I'm just blown away. Uh blown away by the Lake of the Nines. Like it's such a cool like clever design thing for their world where it's yeah. you know, I mean it's sort of open but like everything's gated off and revealed over time each time the water drops and it's just, mm-hmm. yeah it's very clever that game is very clever uh, across the board it's, it's just enough in like every regard yes. you know yeah never overwhelming just enough has that benefit as well of um launching into a series that would not have warranted expectations of this degree like obviously like i, I remember when i saw the 2018 announced trailer i balked at it Thought it was just like okay, we're it, there's Sony's at it again. They're taking another mascot and putting a camera over his shoulder and making uh, the lastifying it, the last yeah, of exactly, usifying yeah. it. Yeah, like I remember uh, they much like God of War Ragnarok, they didn't really like show a lot uh, or talk a lot about God of War 2018, which was nice. And I remember we discussed that a lot at the time, where it was like it was fun to discover. Um, but I do remember I have a very specific memory of uh, one of the there's like a GIF from one of the trailers near launch. Where Kratos was doing the "Let me boost boost you up, Atreus" animation, and it looked exactly like from The Last of Us. And I remember oh, all yeah. of us being like, "What the fuck? Like this? Yeah. That's literally The Last of Us animation. What are they doing at Sony? Like every game is going to be this Last of Us experience now." And I mean, mm-hmm. it, it kind of is true in in some yeah. degree in the basics of like it's a third person action video game. Um, your com- your companion has a bow. Your companion has yeah. You have someone with you all the time, and but. Uh, they they did a very very good job with that game, especially coming off of uh, what was it? Ascension God of War Ascension, yeah. which no one yeah. cared or played. I mean, God of War one two three, pretty major releases back in the day, but also like very simplistic, just like mm-hmm. ten hour hack and slashy things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, I'm fascinated to see what they do with Ragnarok. Not necessarily from like a design wise, because I. I expect it's just going to be exactly the same game again. Um, mm-hmm. But like where they go story wise, because yeah. what are they going to do? For, like, they're not going to just stop making God of War games. Uh, they're going to make a God of War three, two, right. Yeah. For 2026. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what does that mean? Yeah. That for me is, is like exciting. the main pool. Yeah. Because um, it's kind of very similar to Horizon where, um, you know, I was obviously looking forward to playing Horizon, but you kind of know what a Sony sequel is. It's yeah. way shinier, and they extrapolate and expand on all the gameplay systems, so there's a bit more going on in each regard, uh, which yeah. is nice. It's a nice way to make a sequel. Uh, but the you know the, the new stuff is locations, uh, world design, character stuff, and story stuff. Yeah, uh, and there's obviously some very interesting implications at the end of 2018. Definitely, and yeah. Uh, yeah, apparently this is the end of this little saga, this little chapter. So I'm, I'm yeah, I'm looking forward to ha- how that goes. And mm-hmm. so far, again, I haven't gone too far into the reviews because I don't want to see anything. Mm-hmm, but uh, mm-hmm. that stuff seems good, which yeah. is the most important for me. And I would agree. I don't want to, you know, go negative, but it didn't really work for me in Forbidden West. So I'm hoping mm, that right. Ragnarok uh, nails it in that regard because it's probably probably the most important part for me. Because uh, I know the combat's going to be good. I'm looking forward to slamming some enemies. I know it's going to look mm-hmm. great. Uh, yeah, I just I want, I care about the story and I care about Atreus and Kratos' little journey. So I, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. 
they could have very easily made three games in the Norse mythology. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think it's really cool that they're just like, nope, two games, wrapping this up, and we're going to set up for the next weird transition, whatever that's going to be. Uh, I think is, two is makes cool. sense, because otherwise you're just going through the same realms another third time over, if you know what yeah. I mean. Yeah, mm-hmm. oh, I agree. It yeah. makes sense, but it's like one of those things where, you know, from a business perspective, it's like we could have just been super lazy and stretched this and and sold, you know, we could have probably, they could have probably done like a smaller sequel, had it out earlier, done mm-hmm. another, a third game and you sell 15 million of each. But uh, I like that they just said, no, fuck it. This is, this is it. Yeah. Moving on. Uh, yeah, I'm, it's fascinating to see what they're going to do. Uh, and where they're going to go. It, it, people sounded very into the spectacle of the game, which is exciting. Uh, I think it's a smart move to also just get a new creative director on board. Oh, yeah. You don't really see that very often with studios, because why would you risk deviating from the direction of a game which has been successful? But it's it's smart, you know? Give someone a chance to bring their own little twist to it. Oh, yeah. Uh, and give it some little flair and flavor. And also, they're going to try their hardest not saying that he you know cory ball cory balrog balrog barlog barlog not saying he wouldn't obviously have done his best but you know when you get a real shot or something like this maybe it's the first time you're going to put everything and more into it yeah mm-hmm. yeah i think he was like one of the main combat designers on the first game i think mm-hmm. who's now directing this one i think the lead combat designer from the first game actually died like a few years ago uh quite Damn. suddenly i remember reading something like that yeah it's also, um, I'm also fascinated that we're like quite a ways out from it, but I'm fascinated to eventually see what their other game is. Because Cory Barlog is directing a new IP, like they, they're working on a new game. Mm. Uh, mm. And Sony Santa Monica seems very much at the top of the Sony crop right now yeah. uh, in terms of developers and funding and resource and talent and everything. Uh, so that's exciting. Mm-hmm. And that should, I would imagine, would be an actual next-gen game. I would argue um, Insomniac has, but I'd know what you're saying. Well, totally. Insomniac, yeah, has. I just haven't found the last, uh, like, I did, Spider-Man is just, like, not very interesting to me, you mm-hmm. know, and Marvel is not very interesting to me, but I, yes, Insomniac uh, has really, is very much at the top as well, in terms of... Regardless, uh, regardless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, that's maybe the one thing that I'm, like, sort of bummed out about still, it's the same with the Horizon, where it's like, this is a cross... Ragnarok's going to be cross-gen. I would imagine I'm going to be shimmying across ledges. And yeah. <laughs> and it's like, we don't need to do this, because we have a really fast console here, but it uh, has to run on the PlayStation. So maybe I'll be wrong. Maybe I don't think that's the case. I don't think they've tweaked anything like that for the PS5. Uh, sounds like the PS4 and PS5 versions are actually very close to each other, uh, like visually. Um, which is cool, good for good for last gen people, but uh, it's sort of annoying that we have to wait like another four years before we get an actual next gen God of War game, you know? Yeah. Uh, but uh, so be it. What can you do? COVID. I, think I, I get it. You can still see Mark Cerny showing off the literal like vector outline <laughs> of the type of nook or cranny that Kratos cuts through, and he's like, "These are going away. Remember, like these are yeah. not going to happen anymore." And here yeah. we are, five five years, five yeah, years five in? years into the PlayStation <laughs> Five. <laughs> it feels Holy like it, frig. yeah. And I mean, yeah. it's like whatever. This this game was supposed to be out like eighteen months ago, so like so be it, or a year ago. Uh, but whatever, it's fine. Mm-hmm. We will get next gen games eventually, hopefully. <laughs> uh, last 
thing I'll say on the story, though. Yeah, <laughs> holy crap, does it ever beat the crap out of you. It's so well done. The understated... The, it's getting a little mouthy now. A little bit too chatty. A little bit too transparent, dare I say. Yeah, I mean, it's it's sort of like a blockbuster movie story. You know, a good one. Mm-hmm. But I found in that... I did like... I, there, uh, I'm just... I'm, pick, I'm being picky. There, there was a delivery of it all in the first half that was understated. Oh, yeah. Extremely yeah. relative obviously, as you uh, peel back the curtain of why things are the way they are in the game, they become a little bit more uh, uh, obvious or, or specific, I guess, to the lore. It, but yeah. um, but the, uh, the human nature application of a lot of what's discussed in here is tremendous, and I thought was delivered perfectly. Like, talk about just destroying me through a lot of small moments in the first half of the game. Like, anything from, like, Kratos recoiling, putting his hand on Atreus, <laughs> mm-hmm. to eventually putting his hand on Atreus, to like, yeah, their their, their dialogue options, Freya's involvement, and and working them away from each other and back together. It's, I don't know, a lot of it's just brilliant stuff. Like, oh my gosh. And then you layer that on top of excellent combat and great reward delivery. And yeah, I don't know. It's, uh, goddamn, what a, what a, what a game. A meal. I just keep coming back to calling it a meal. Oh, yeah. Mm. Every, every, everything on the plate's tasty. And it's totally. just can't get enough. Yeah. It's, yeah. Good, it's a good game. I, I thought I was going to like bomb through the main story before uh, Ragnar came out, but I, I, I'm i not going to. I just... Uh, mm. Each time I put boot it up, I'm like, yeah. I've I mean, I've played through that game a few times, so I know it pretty well. Uh, I don't want to burn myself out uh, before Ragnarok, because mm. I know I'll go hard for Ragnarok. But uh, yeah, I'm excited. It's going to be a good time. Definitely taking a leisurely pace. Like, just, uh, I'm doing side, doing a lot of, if not all the side stuff. Yeah, there's um, not too much, honestly. No. No. And the and the drip in is so uh, well intertwined mm-hmm. into uh, the main line story that it feels like what you're working on along the side, uh, which I think is a testament to Kratos being like, these side missions are to make us stronger, um, is is that that in and of itself is, uh, and, and Atreus constantly motivating you to explore side areas um at those moments him offering free exploration of the world is like just what i need as a type of gamer that i am in in the fear that i'm going to miss out on something around a corner atreus telling me let's just <laughs> yeah. go explore let's hop in the sh-. like hey we we have the rune we have everything we need why don't we just go kick it for a bit and it's like <laughs> that's exactly what i need to hear yeah right now to feel compelled to go explore side stuff and not worry that I'm going to be missing out on something else. Just a, well, just, damn. It's a very, very smartly made video game. Yeah. About little things yeah. like that, yeah, to, like, get... It, it's like, the game is, like, perfectly made for the mass audience in a way that I really respect. Where it's just, like, mm. it's not dumb about these things. You know, it's not treating players like they're stupid, but it's still being, like, fairly explicitly, like you said, like, you, you can go explore now. Like, you're good. Like, go, go you know, go out and do some side quests. Uh, mm. That whole game is very smart about just uh, being extremely casual friendly in a way that I don't mean that as an insult. I think it's like a, a no. huge no, compliment. Yeah. I would say that yeah. about like, I, I sort of feel similarly about Call of Duty where it's just like, except in Call of, Call of Duty's case, which we'll get to, like there are lots of design decisions that I think are kind of gross, but they mm. are brilliant because mm. of how effective they are at getting the casual audience hooked big time. It's like a casino. It's like a necessary, I think not necessarily evil, but it, you just, you have an understanding of where yeah. 
I would always prefer if games were made for psychos like me and they were yeah. more, I don't know, intricate. Uh, like Red Dead Redemption 2 comes to mind where there's right. like this AAA project, a pr- I don't know what I was going to say, AAA video game which feels like it's made for actual maniacs <laughs> yeah, and not for yeah. the common audience. Um, but you just have to come to an understanding where you understand what these products are and that they have to sell x amount uh and mm-hmm. when it comes to that type of product it's about the balance and do they get that right and god of war is one of those games where do i wish it was more like i don't know something like elden ring and super open and maybe even more difficult and brutal kind of yeah but mm. you just have to understand what sony products are what AAA products are and who they're catering for uh and yeah i think that is one of those games which at least the first one 2018 got the balance right oh yeah uh in my only apprehension is I am becoming a bit more adverse to some open world practices. And I'm not going to keep bringing up uh, Forbidden West, but that was one game where it went too far for me in certain areas, and I didn't enjoy aspects of that. And I'm a little nervous that God of War Ragnarok might um, irk me and wear me down in certain areas because of the scale of the game, because of the audience you're trying to reach. Um, And again, the reviews don't really... They're not going to translate that because a lot of people really, really enjoy that format. And I understand. So, yeah, there's a a tiny, tiny bit of apprehension for me where I'm like, I really hope this isn't one of those. I hope it doesn't go in a direction where it annoys me Um, Mm. because Forbidden West stepped on my toes in a couple of areas. And I just, yeah, we will see. We will see. Uh, So far, it seems really good and i trust it because 2018 for me got the balance uh, right from what little i've seen it it, it sounds like size wise and structure wise like identical uh yeah so that's a good thing because there was definitely concern about it's going to be an 80 hour game but it, it certainly doesn't sound like that's the case uh which it's is a good, good start thing. yeah mm. definitely tight focused is good yeah. keep it keep it you know 20 to 40 hours, depending on how thorough you want to be. That's still the ideal game length. Uh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> turns out. Yeah. Well, I have some Sony-adjacent games to discuss. Mm-hmm. If I may. Lay it on me. All right. First of all, actually, they're all Naughty Dog-adjacent games, basically. Some of them <laughs> are literally Naughty Dog games. Um, mm-hmm. Very quickly, I did start playing some of Uncharted on the PC. It's nice. Mm-hmm. It's real nice. High frame rate. Uh, really makes that game sing. Uncharted 4. I, uh, mm. They just buggered up the aiming with a high frame rate on high frame rate with a patch the other day, so I and I think they actually just fixed it last night. Um, you know, I'm not going to play through, I'm not like rushing through it or anything, it's just like once every couple weeks I'll boot it up and play a couple levels, because again, I know that game very well, but uh, yeah, 140 hertz Uncharted 4 it's, it's, it's very nice. It's very yeah. nice. Yeah. The shooting is still like a little swimmy because of more than anything, the reticle is like a, a circle and not a dot. And so it's like mm. a lot of the times you feel like you should be hitting a headshot, but it's because your bullet sort of goes in, you like know, bloom. A, yeah, sort of. Yeah. I just kind of wish I had a, a dot so I could just click on everyone's heads instantly. Uh, but yeah. even then it's still very easy. Uh, and it, Uncharted is one of those games where it's just like, I don't want to ever die. I want this to be easy. Uh, and I just want to cruise through it all. And uh, yeah. So we, we waited a long time for the Uncharted PC port. It's a little bare bones. 
which I'm not surprised about because it's the oldest uh, of their ports, uh, oldest of their games mm-hmm. to get ported over. I would imagine it was very difficult to get Uncharted, uh, to unpry it from the PlayStation 4. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, because I feel like Naughty, Dog, Naughty Dog's games are, are in every way designed to take advantage of every drop of a PlayStation and never be touched again and never like be pulled off of a PlayStation uh, mm. just because they're pushing their tech so far. Uh, and I would imagine that was the case with Uncharted, which is probably why it took an extra like 10 months to get it out on the PC after, after the uh, Lost Legacy or whatever collection came out on the PS5. But, uh, you know, yeah, slightly bare bones, but like it's got DLSS. It's, it runs well without DLSS. It's got a few graphic settings. It's fine. But um, that was, that's enjoyable to poke at. The main one, I might get a little flack for this. Uh, it's a little surprising. I did the, I did the silly thing. I didn't think I was going to do it, but when I got back from Scotland, I was, it was just on the mind and I was very much in the mood to revisit it. Uh, so I paid the, the, the sinful price, uh, and bought and replayed the last of us part one as it is now Uh, uh, on the PlayStation five console device. Mm -hmm. Um, Definitely had been wanting to revisit The Last of Us for a while. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, mainly since uh, Part 2 came out, right? Which I was mild, mildly alarmed to remind myself was two and a half years ago now. Mm. Uh, Crazy. Because um, there was definitely some thoughts about The Last of Us in general fr- from me uh, after like, Part 2. Like, is forever? Where it's like, yeah, do I... Was The Last of Us 1 even good? Will I, am I capable of enjoying it anymore? Um, these were questions that were unanswered for me still after, because mm. I, I hadn't played it for a long time. I think it was like 2018 probably was the last time I played through the first game. And, uh, nope, The Last of Us Part 1 is still pretty fucking good. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it's it's so still good. pretty fucking good. I love that game. I think part of the problem I had with 2, which I talked about, was like, I wish the gameplay was more, was different because it had been like seven years when, when mm. two came out. And I was like, I want them to evolve their format. And I think I can, my brain sort of doesn't expect that when I'm going back to the first game, because it's like, it's an almost 10-year-old game. Yeah, there's the box puzzles again. Uh, yeah, it's very linear and basic, um, but it's fine because it's a 10-year-old game. Whereas with part two, I was like, it's been a long time. Let's do something else. They yeah. stopped. There was a line in Lost Legacy where they're like, we're never making a box puzzle again. And they didn't get that message for part two. But um, <laughs> uh, it also related to the box puzzles. It, there's like only th- three of them in all of part one. Uh, so it, I don't know. Uncharted 4 has a lot of box puzzles. Like I played three hours of Uncharted 4 and there's been like 10 of them. Whereas in all of The Last of Us 1, there's like three or four. Um, the PS5 version looks very nice. It looks good. Uh, it, yeah. Does it look like a PS5 exclusive? No. It looks like The Last of Us Part Two, um, mm. which is weird that they... I mean, I understand why they didn't put The Last of Us Remastered out again uh, on the PS4. I think they would probably have gotten even more shit if they were like, here's a remaster of the game that was remastered when the PS4 came out. Uh, so they mm. probably kept it only on the PS5, which makes sense. But, you know, 4K, 60, brand new graphics. They, they put the work in visually for that game i installed the last of us remastered from 2014 after Mm -hmm. the fact and did some like load up the beginning of a chapter because you get spawned in the same spot and uh yeah it's it's a 
generational difference for sure in the visuals. Mm-hmm. Uh, some parts of it look really, really good. Uh, other mm-hmm. parts of it, you're like, yeah, this kind of looks like a like a late gen PS4 game, but uh, you know, running at 60 and and razor sharp, which is nice. Um, I they also have like custom difficulty, which I really appreciated. Um, mm-hmm. Sony games accessibility wise are amazing nowadays, uh, best in the business. And it was fun to customize the difficulty. So I kept it, I, I did like a mixture. I had uh, um, resource drops on like a hard. So there's, you know, a, a lesser of them for sure. And then I had, I think the AI difficulty on like really hard. But then I had mm-hmm. my teammate AI difficulty on really easy, which makes them fight aggressively in combat, which I feel like they would do if it was, you know, real. like. Ellie's not just going to sit there with a gun and not fight uh, in, 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 in reality. So it was nice mm-hmm. to sort of customize the difficulty to be like, yeah, it's hard hitting, but also the allies are there and they're actually helpful, uh, which was a cool little uh, balance change. And uh, yeah, that game, start to finish, uh, is very good. I, the, the first half is a bit of a, not a slog, but it is a bit slow. Yeah. Um, up until you get to Pittsburgh. I would mm-hmm. say it's a bit like Bill's Town and all that is a bit slow. Hmm. Um, it's a long buildup. But then the second half of that game is like impeccably paced still um, from fall onwards. Mm-hmm. Like in the, the school, you know, when he, or the hospital and he gets the rebar and then you're playing as Ellie. And then the back and forth when she's in the, the cannibal town where it's cutting from her to him. To Joel yeah. and back, uh, so well done. And um, so the story-wise, uh, it, it yeah, it still felt fine. And I I was not bothered knowing that part two exists. Like it's very easy in my mind to just have when that game ends, it's like that's the end of the story. Um, yeah. So I, I I you know I don't have much to speak of with Last of Us because it's it's still that game. It's exactly the same game, but. Uh, tight 12-hour linear action games. <sighs> I wish we had more of them. I yeah. really do. And, uh, yeah, I was glad... Sorry, I'm just pulling on a thread and, like, everything is unraveling. This is not good. There we go. Is like, that a nar- like nar- nar- no. Yeah, is that a narrative? Or is no, it talking like, like, literally. Um, <laughs> a clothing That's thread. Better. Okay, I'm not going to The image is just fully in the news now. Like, <laughs> it's just like, oh my god, my shirt just disintegrated. <laughs> uh, that's, really, that's, that's, that's really cool. Yeah, I was, I was glad to revisit it. The uh, performances are all great. It's like a very simple story. It's not even really a story. Like there's, actually, there's like very little plot. It's a journey. It's a it's a character thing, right? More yeah. than anything, and that's yeah. why it's good. And the, the dialogue and and the performances and everything is still really really slick, uh, really well done. They they have um, all the cutscenes are real time now, so that mm. the PS3 and PS4 era. Uh, no, I guess with Uncharted 4, they switched to real-time cutscenes. But The Last of Us, originally, all the cutscenes were pre-rendered, so there was sort of like a one-second dip to black between cutscenes, which that's all gone now. So all the... There's like some really smooth transitions into and out of cutscenes, actually, that were custom-built for this uh, that are quite quite good. Uh, they sort of remind me of like MGS4 when the, you know it's just like the camera just slowly pulls back and you're playing again. Uh, I always like that stuff, but uh, yeah. That game is good. The Last of Us Part oh, yeah. 2 has not ruined it. 
Um, I won't lie, I did reinstall The Last of Us Part Two just to like look at it, see how it looked visually. And uh, part of me, there was a tiny part of me that's like, maybe I will replay The Last of Us Part Two and give it another try. Um, that did that lasted about four minutes, and then I was like, no, what? <laughs> don't be an idiot. Uh, it, I looked at the game and I was like, yeah, okay, right, yeah, I remember this game. It was really stupid. Uh, I'm good. One day I'm gonna replay that game. I can't wait. I recently watched a three-hour review for it by Tim Rogers, and it's an excellent review and definitely puts that bug in the ear. Played part one. Absolutely. Yeah, I think our review was three hours long. It probably yeah. yeah, I think it was like two and a half or something. I did listen to a bunch of our story discussion of part two afterwards, and just sort of laughing about a lot of that. Anyways, don't need to relitigate that stuff. However, I have a third Naughty Dog game. A so it's not actual Jeez. by Naughty Dog. It's not literally made by Naughty Dog. But let me tell you, it's about as fucking miserable as The Last of Us Part Two, and it's The Rats of Us Part Two. Ah. Plague Tale Part <laughs> Two, Plague Tale Requiem. Jeeps, <laughs> uh, you got. That was um, good. I mean, that game is uh, like Joe played the first one. I played the first one as well, almost completely. Um, it is structurally like a Naughty Dog game in every way, right? It's hyperlinear, uh, stealth-related stuff. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, the first game was quite cool. It was good. Mm-hmm. Um, I played, I thought I had only played like a small part of it, but I looked at my achievements and I played like 12 of the 17 chapters. And then I remember watching Joe play the last two chapters. So I only really missed about two chapters from that game, uh, from the first one. Um, I don't really remember anything about the first game, except for there being lots of rats. And of course, yeah. the famous rat tornado. Um, but I remember... kid, you can like, con- there's something about him, I can't remember. He can, he can control the rats. Yeah, but yeah. There's a reason I can't remember why. Oh yeah, he is the bubonic plague. He pretty much is. Yeah. Anyways, um, and then I stopped. I never. I I also realized one of the reasons I probably stopped playing a game about the plague is because I was playing it at the end of February 2020. <laughs> oh yeah, that's um, about that. That'd be about and, that time. Uh, yeah. So anyways, <laughs> I was I was sort of confused as to why I didn't finish that game, but then when I went digging, I uh, I figured it out. Um. I went into part two, Requiem, expecting to, I don't know, play some of it and just, I don't know. I didn't really go into it with any expectations. Um, I have beaten this game, uh, and I thought it was actually kind of incredible. (laughs) Oh, Oh, wow. Uh, Like, actually, it might be one of the better games I played this year, or one of my favorite experiences of the year. Um, I was planning to start out tomorrow, so that's uh, exciting to hear. It's pretty fucking good. Oh, okay. Um, Gameplay-wise, it's identical to the first game, which mm-hmm. is its That's biggest good. problem. Oh, um, no, never mind. Well, it's, it's just, it's a <laughs> it's very fine. simplistic stealth game, basically. Oh, yeah, stealth, I quite like that. Stealth action game. It's fine. I think, I don't really have much to say about the gameplay because it, it it's serviceable. It didn't get in the way for me. Um, it's not very difficult. Uh, you have lots of tools to use. They're very generous with supplies and things like that. Um, you have like things to. You have. Uh, you eventually get uh, something that makes you very overpowered, which you know also kind of I appreciated. But um, two rat tornadoes. <laughs> I wish. Sorry. Um, <laughs> it's a stealth game. You you build stuff. You can distract enemies. You can snuff lights out. And the the main gimmick in that game is there are rats, and the rats don't like light. 
and it's the 1300s, so there's no electricity, obviously. Um, mm -hmm. So it's fire. And people are walking around with torches. You can throw a smoke bomb and snuff the torch, and they get eaten by rats and stuff like that. Um, or you can also just, like, stealthily walk past everyone in that game, which I, I do appreciate. Um, you don't have to murder everyone. Um, mm. uh, but yeah, gameplay-wise, it's, like, it's fine. The best parts are the rats. When it's just, like, get past the rats and there's no enemies. It's just sort of, like, their version of puzzles. Um, mm. It's all very basic, very foolproof, for sure. Uh, the first few chapters, I was not super into it. It starts a bit slow. And there's a lot of the combat or, you know, stealth encounters. And it, I, it's just like a little fiddly uh, to start, you know. And uh, But then eventually the gameplay, I was just like, whatever, it's fine. Um, this game is a lot like The Last of Us Part Two in that it is unbelievably fucking miserable from start yes. to finish. <laughs> Joe, yeah. I can't, you are going to be so into how fucking miserable yeah. this game is. Mm -hmm. It is... <laughs> It's relentless. Every single like faction in the game is so horrible. There's just like miserable death everywhere. Everyone is evil. The it's apocalyptic. It is fucking miserable. But it does the thing that The Last of Us did not do, which is the main characters are likable enough and I'll talk I'll get back to them in a second but also you meet a couple of other characters who become your friends and they are very nice and good and so it's mm. like the main characters and their friends are okay and everyone else mm. in the world is miserable um and it counters out right it makes you feel like oh there's some hope here um which is nice there's only like two characters three characters that aren't the main sister and her little brother um and they're they're good i like them there's two adults that you meet later on that are, like, actually nice and helpful and caring uh, and, like, actually giving them, like, giving the kids advice about how to deal with, like, all the shit they're going through. Um, there's certainly some oddities with the storytelling. Like, it's still a bit of a B game, which yeah. I'll come back to as well. Uh, there's a few oddities. I'm sure, Joe, you'll probably message me at some point where you're like, who the fuck is this guy? And I'm like... I I feel like they just forgot to put the character intro in. I don't know. Um, but that's fine. That's fine. Um, the main girl and her brother. Interesting. Uh, Hugo. And she is yeah. Amicia. They're good. They're good. They, like, the performances are great. And like the kids are actually voiced by kids, which I respect a lot. Oh, um, yeah. yeah. The main girl, Amicia, for the first quite a first six chapters probably i was like actively really disliking her because she's fucking she never stops talking first of all which can be d just annoying in general but she was also like she she's i think she's suffering from like some major trauma and anxiety issues which are very understandable considering the circumstances <laughs> Um, and they only start to sort of like deal with that a little bit later on, but there's like the first six, six chapters of the game. She's just like freaking out the entire time and it was kind mm. of exhausting, but they actually go somewhere with it a little bit. So, mm. um, I was initially, I almost like switched to the French VO because I was so annoyed with listening to the, her. Oh wow! but I didn't, I, I stuck with it and, and it was for the better, but uh, a lot of just like whispering and whispering gets very exhausting on the ears after a while you know after like mm. seven hours of her like frantically whispering 
Um, but she's sort of like losing her shit throughout that entire game uh, in a way that is good. Like it's, it's, I wanted them to do that in The Last of Us Part Two because it would be a relatable human reaction to um, the circumstances. If I was in an apocalypse where rats are fucking coming out of nowhere and destroying everything and murdering everyone, and it's the 1300s, so even if there weren't rats, life sucks, um, <laughs> uh, I would have some major uh, mental health issues. And yeah. uh, she, she, she does, and the game is aware of it in some ways that I found interesting. Um, the main appeal, though, for the game in addition to the relentless misery was like, it feels like an epic journey of misery. Um, <laughs> and it goes, this game fucking goes for it uh, in some pretty fun ways. Um, environmentally, visually, uh, it's incredible. It's like one of the best looking games I've ever played for sure. Wow. Um, it goes, like the first game was, looked great as well, but it was very uh, smaller in scope, you know, smaller budget. Uh, and fairly limited to, like, we're in the French countryside, and so everything kind of looks the same. Uh, this game, they travel around a little bit. Um, they find some things, some places that are very... Uh, there's, some, there's some creative visual design here. I w don't want to spoil much or over-speak too much, uh, because mm -hmm. I know Joe will play it. But, uh, yeah, there are some, like, awe-inspiring environments uh, later in that game that are uh, pretty wild. There's a lot of dumb shit in there, uh, but it's handled very seriously, and uh, it's hard to talk about because I don't want to, yeah, but um, sure, sure. I was very surprised by how much I liked it all the way through. Mm. Uh, yeah, it, it, cool. it really felt like a journey. Um, it was quite exciting a lot of the times. There were some amazing set pieces with the rats. Uh, it goes pretty crazy near the end of the game. It's sort of... It, I would actually say it follows a pretty linear ramp up in crazy time. It just sort of keeps getting more and more miserable and more and more insane as it goes on. Hmm. And um, it's just one of those games that... I, it, you know, we've talked about the, the like, B game a lot. And it's sort of... It sounds always derogatory, but it's, it's really not. But it's... There's just a little bit of that, like... We really are trying to be Naughty Dog, but we're just not. And I respect that a lot. Like, it's got ambition. It's got a lot of ambition and heart. And they're, they are mostly, like, 99% nailing it. But the little bits where they don't add to my enjoyment and appreciation for it, they don't detract, you know? Because uh, it's, like, just a smaller studio that's... Like, these guys were work for higher devs, and then they made the first game on their own and then they made Microsoft flight sim and then they made this on their own. And it's just like, um, it's just that certain vibe for a game where it's not made in North America. It's made by weird French people and they're going for it and nailing it. And it's just a certain vibe that that B game has like the Damn. Witcher two had, or, or, uh, what was our favorite one that we always like to talk about? Uh, singularity um mm. oh my gosh you know but uh yeah i highly recommend it maybe not for ben um because it's pretty fucking miserable um mm. and you know you have a child with you the whole time that you're protecting and uh but joe i think will very much enjoy this game Hell uh, yeah, I'm in. a lot cool. yeah also 
The music is incredible. Wow. Ooh. Uh, the music sounds like it was... Um, it sounds like it was recorded in a church. And not in, like, the acoustic way, but it, in the way that's, like... These people sound like they're singing for God, you know? It's like, here's the choir and the organs and... Uh, it's powerful. There's some powerful music in that game. Oh my god. There's a few moments that hit with music and lighting at the same time that are like Ooh. spine tingle or good. Like there's mm. there's some good stuff. Um yeah, I almost suggested to Joe that we should actually have done this as a review roundup podcast chat, but I know <laughs> I know he was a little, you know, he was only going to get to it a little later. Um Yeah, yeah I was very very surprised. Uh, by this game and how much I enjoyed it, and I look forward to talking about it again once Joe has played it. Because uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I've actually been reading like a, a bunch of books which are set like just after the plague, so I'm kind of mm. plagued up and plague, nice. plague ready. Yeah, mm. so looking forward to uh, being in that setting. Cool. It's cool. It's uh, it's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. I look forward just to devious it. laughter. You uh, yeah yeah. Definitely conniving. Did you play that on the Series X? Yeah. No, I played that on the personal <laughs> no, computer, hooked up to my television, 4K 60, glorious nice. visual experience. Yeah. yeah. Totally, totally. Yeah, it ran really well uh, with DLSS. Uh, I think it was pretty much locked to oh. 60 for me at 4K. So, um, it looks that's cool. It looks incredible. Uh, and there were, I guess they had tech. They they got their rendering tech up for the rats. So they could render 300,000 rats on screen at once. That's and, a lot of uh, rats. And uh, they, they do, they do, they do some stuff with the rats. <laughs> um, yeah. All right. They do some stuff with the rats. They do some stuff with the rats, for sure. <laughs> I mean, they did Those do the were... rat tornado. I don't know if there's anything <laughs> quite as crazy as the rat. Well, uh, anyways, I just shouldn't say much. Um, it also, like, mm -hmm. felt concluded by the end, which is nice. Like, it, it, cool. Like, it feels like this like is. Like, they're done with this little franchise. <sighs> maybe maybe uh, I, I i won't say much more but um okay. yes it, it feels concluded they have an open if they want to go somewhere else um but uh it's nice to have a game series or a story like actually end i feel like a lot of game stories just like it's always a sequel setup um yeah you know yeah that that's something that like the god of war games Feel like journeys. This felt like a good journey. Last of Us feels like a good journey. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. Good video game. S probably yeah. the biggest surprise of the year so far for me. Wow. <laughs> uh, yeah. I was super into it. I need to... Uh, I, I stopped posting photos in the Game Photos channel as well because I, I didn't want to, like, reveal all the cool visuals in it. But uh, there's, some, there's some, some good stuff in that game. Some very good stuff. I, uh, I'm fascinated to see where they... Like where they go with their next games, this studio, just because they're they're good, they're talented, they know what they're doing. Maybe yeah, they yeah. could get some more gameplay people uh, to just sort of innovate a bit more with gameplay. But you know, whatever. Mm. I get it. I get it. It's okay. Um, yeah, cool. Mm -hmm. That's inspiring. I'll be honest. That uh, and Game Pass. That's baby. inspiring. And yeah, and it game. was on Game Pass. I have. Game let me see. Pass. One, two, three. Another one. Yeah, three, three of my, like, f four of, like, the five of the, like, eight games, seven games. That, Game Pass. Like, there's been so much stuff on Game Pass this year. It's yeah. crazy, crazy, crazy. Yeah. 
Joe, do you have anything? I know we have. I have a couple of games that we have some overlap on. But do you have any uh, solo yeah. stuff? Well, I went through my usual annual uh, attempt to find a good horror game. Oh right. Mm. Uh, as I That's do every weird. year, and yet again, it was a failure. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I I forgot about this. I'm looking forward to hearing about all these piles of garbage. <laughs> yeah, um, they're getting closer to being good. They're oh, that's good. Closer. Couple of years, couple more years, a few more spooky seasons, and yeah. <laughs> we'll have one. <laughs> I feel like horror devs are at least trying to move away from the format of um, there's a monster chasing me down a hallway and I'm running away from it. They're right. like trying mm. to do different things and have I different ideas with the genre, which I appreciate. Um, I played the Mortuary Assistant. Mm. Oh yes, yes, yes. That's okay. Um, yeah, I feel like that game was probably more popular than it deserved. <laughs> it felt <laughs> oh, like a real smash hit amongst the streamers and the YouTubers, and um, it it was okay. Um, it's. It's a weird game. Uh, I thought it was going to be quite a linear, straightforward A to B progression game. Uh, but it kind of tries to dip into uh, whatever you would call the phasmophobia setup where there's a demon amongst one of these corpses and you have to uh, deduce and figure out which one it's in, which one is the host, uh, and it kind of randomizes elements on each attempt. Hmm. Um, but there just isn't enough variety in the gameplay to make that idea work it really feels like they wanted this to be a game uh which you would play over and over again uh you know a, a phasmophobia a devourer where the random elements make it refreshing every time but it just doesn't land that idea um so you're kind of forced to replay this game uh, and do the same steps over and over again until you eventually win and yeah it's not very fun to do the uh i don't know what you call when you um prepare a corpse for like a funeral you know you do the embalming and you take yeah. the blood out i don't know what you call that mm -hmm. process uh but that is the same every time and you have, you've got to do it to every single corpse um the scares i will commend uh this game has some uh, good, tense, spooky moments. It doesn't have a single loud, obnoxious jump scare. It's more... Oh, hell yeah. uh, it likes to play on the... Something appears in the corner when you're not looking and you turn around and there's something there now and you're like, holy shit, there's a thing there and then it like scuttles off. Mm, Whatever like you that, call yeah. that strange... Like, per mm. like peripheral horror, sort of. Like, yeah. Yeah. Or It's an illusion almost. It's like a... Yeah, yeah. Like, you'll turn around and there'll be someone at the window. And they'll start banging on the window. Uh, I think the scares of the game are good. But again, I failed to find the correct host. Uh, and then by my fourth attempt, the, the scares were repeating. So it's like a clash of designs here, where it feels like it wanted to make a game which was replayable. But that attempt kind of jeopardizes what would have been maybe just a better A to B progression game. Where, I don't know, mm. just a story and then an ending, I think would have been better. Uh, but uh, I had a good time of it. There was some really decent scares. Just feels like it couldn't figure out what it wanted to be. There's some fun moments where you're on the computer and you're deciphering, like, demonic symbology to figure out, uh, I don't know, which corpse is going to be which. Uh, and there's some fun ideas and some fun scares. But yeah, just format-wise, it feels like it either didn't 
get to where it wanted to be, or I don't know, they couldn't figure out what they wanted to be. It's just a, it's a bit of a mess. Um, I probably wouldn't recommend it. I don't Ooh. know. Yeah, because weirdly, I think I'm not sure we talked about this in a podcast, but horror games are bizarrely expensive. Um, yeah, there's a strange like mm. horror tax going on, and I yes. don't know why. Great way to put that. Yeah, it's it's weird. They can just Canadian get away dollars, with it. Yeah, yeah I don't. Yeah, none of it's on Game Pass because maybe Microsoft doesn't want. That feels it's like an odd thing to you know chuck into its ecosystem a bunch of scary bloody yeah. horror games you don't really mm-hmm. see them on game pass so <laughs> yeah the horror tax is a bit off-putting and i wouldn't recommend 30 cad for the mortuary's assistant uh, it could be updated in the future i'm not sure i'm not gonna give 30 cad to my real life mortuary assistant <laughs> <laughs> just burn me <laughs> Put me in a yeah. Just don't process. No just throw me out in the backyard yeah. and light me on fire. No, no sense, literally. <laughs> and then there was another game which was oh man, this game was frustrating <laughs> because it was close. This game was close, kind of like the Mortuary's Assistant. They're close to being good, but they just don't stick the landing. And the second one, which is worth mentioning, is Happy's Humble Burger Farm. <laughs> This game was almost <laughs> really good. It really, I'm actually really shocked good. to hear that. Oh. I'm, I'm gonna need that title. I'm gonna need that title once more. Happy's humble, Happy's hungry, humble, humble burger farm. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, it's a game which combines uh, like lifestyle management, cooking simulator, and horror games. And it starts off, and it's kind of brilliant to begin with. You have, like, this small city block which you can explore. There's, like, some shops, uh, a library, your apartment. What is this? Uh, And to make progress and explore, you need to earn money. And to earn money, you have to go to your day job. You have to get the bus to your job. Uh, And it's basically a cooking simulator where you are making burgers. Uh, But the twist is, if you get orders wrong, uh, then horrible (laughs) stuff starts to happen. Uh, And if you get three orders wrong, you get invaded by a demonic cow called Happy. (laughs) Spoilers. Spoilers. <laughs> and the only way to get rid of Happy is to cook Happy a burger. But you have to keep looking at Happy. It's like a weeping angel type game design where if you look away from Happy, she charges at you. I'm it, into that. Yeah, and it's really like interesting and creative. That's great. Uh, but unfortunately, in the second half, it kind of goes away from that format. Uh, it goes into more like traditional um, horror design. You leave the town and you're stuck in these singular levels which you can't escape from. One of them, uh, you're just getting chased by a chicken and (laughs) 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 it's one of those formats where you're like hiding in a locker and waiting for him to go away. And it's more of the classical, like I'm being chased by a monster and I'm hiding. Except the AI sucks and it will like follow you to a locker, but it won't leave. It will just like stay there forever. And you're like, well, I guess I'm just going to walk out and get chased by it. And it unfortunately just all really falls apart at the end. There's an even worse boss fight after that where you're trying to cook a burger and feed it to this boss, but there's nothing you can do except like lead the boss into a corner, then run back to the cooker, and it's just awkward <coughs> and not scary. And it just, yeah, it, it, it devolves, uh, which is really unfortunate because the first half where you're in this city block doing your day job of making burgers and getting evaded by a scary cow, I thought it was kind of great. I really did. Uh, so I was sad when it devolves into more traditional, uncreative, and just not as good levels near the That's end. That's too bad. 
Yeah, because it was kind of... I thought this might end up being a bit of a cult classic, and I thought hmm. I was going to recommend it. But, uh, yeah, it, it doesn't uh, stick the landing, which is a shame. Yeah. There was a really great boss fight in the town as well. Everything, I just love the idea that you're just, every horror scenario <laughs> is solved by making burgers and, like, chucking them at That's the... That's just like real life. Yeah. That is just like, yeah. I, I so would keep funny. an eye on this developer, uh, because they obviously okay. are interested in making something different with the horror genre, and they almost had something going. Uh, they just kind of, like, deviated and went, I don't know, back onto the accepted and, you know... Yeah. The stuff that people expect from a horror game, which is run and hide in a locker and wait for a monster to leave. And it had something going, and then it lost it at the end. Um, yeah, and apart from that, uh, I, I tried some puppet combo games, which are PlayStation 1-inspired, like, slasher horror games. They're pretty yeah. popular amongst the horror community you know the youtubers love horror games um i thought they were very cool stylistically but again it was get chased by a thing and hide in a i don't know closet so mm. i didn't even end up finishing the one i played uh, and then it was scorn and that was mostly it for my horror escapades because happy's humble was actually it was like about seven hours to beat and mortuary system took me two days and then we did some multiplayer uh shenanigans Mm -hmm. But yeah, uh, unfortunately, I can't come away this year with a gem, a diamond in the rough, which I can recommend unironically. I uh, would disagree and say it's just put keep keep the crown where it lies. <laughs> what Devour did it done did it again. Devour did it again, boy. Devour is very De good. Devour keeps doing it. I'm very happy as well because, um, you know, Phasmophobia, we can get into this if you want. I'll let you guys take over. But Phasmophobia was um, a little bit of a letdown this time around. I thought mm. the changes to it, especially in the balancing, um, I don't know. It felt, um, it, it just, it feels impossible and impassable, that game, in a way which doesn't work as a party game with friends anymore. Uh, mm. It's not, it's gone past the point of like chuckling and finding it funny and it's just kind of getting a little obnoxious but luckily for us devour succeeds and it's oh. fucking great oh my god i love that game yeah to your point i find faz getting too wide for its britches like just yeah. offering too many variables yeah way too many variables especially when you start pairing that with larger environments like the the chaos in and of itself is adding more human players mm -hmm. don't add more Things for us to get wrong, more yeah. opportunities to fail. How like, about that then... friggin' loadout menu, a computer screen? <laughs> oh my oh god. god! How in the hell? What like, yeah. you buy it and then you add it and then you oh get rid of it god. to add it? So I can't. It's like the worst UI I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, merciful. And you're using a computer in the game. Yeah. Anyway, I don't know. Devour succeeds because it's so simple. Every map is the same. You have to do a thing. And bring it somewhere and do that ten times. Yeah. yeah. Complete a ritual ten times. Yeah, and every time you do that, the the monster in there gets more angry and starts chasing you more. Uh, yeah, there's, there's nothing to decipher because the no. entity is there roaming. You can see it and you know to try and stay away from it. And yeah. It's very simple and understandable. Yeah, it's it's it succeeds in simplicity and is... It was definitely not as scary this time, um, but it's still effective. It's still yeah. a bit creepy. They've improved their visuals quite a bit, uh, which definitely make them 
sells the monsters better, uh, especially mm-hmm. I did not like the monster on the third map at all. Uh, yeah. Um, well, so what works with Devour is in Phasmophobia, there isn't a huge amount of incentive to split away from each other. You kind of just follow each other around because, you know, there's a ghost is in one location. So you find the location and then everyone groups up and starts prodding at it and trying to figure out what's going on. But Devour, you're always encouraged and the game even makes you split up. And the whole mm-hmm. fun of the format is the proximity chat, not oh, yeah. really knowing exactly what the situation is amongst the group, and everything falling apart in a horrible manner. Like, that's mm-hmm. the entertainment. Uh, and, yeah, it, Phasmophobia just... I don't know. When you're all bunched up together, it just kind of takes a little bit away from that. There's something very special about Devout when you go downstairs to find a rat, and you come up and two <laughs> people are dead, and one person's running off screaming. Oh, and you've, like, man, missed yeah. Five minutes of activities, you don't know what's going on. It's just, it's just great. It really yeah, it's great. It does discombobulation really well? Yeah. The monster yeah, really roams as well. Like it gets around, yes. which is good. Yeah. It's yeah. It, oh yeah. And then at nine out of ten, that thing wants oh your blood. God. Like nine out of it's ten, so hard. It, it is running from it is running from body to body to kill everyone. Yeah, like, it is. It's it gets it's very nu- stressful near the end. Yeah, it gets nuclear at the end. Oh for yeah, sure. It's very yeah. good it's at so good. ruining any plan you have. Yeah, I think yeah. Faz's yes. problem is, like you said, it's difficult to get it, like, figure out. But it, there's also just no sense of escalation in, mm-hmm. fa- in Faz. It's just like, mm. you just go in, you do the same tasks, and then you guess, and some people die. And, yeah. and then you guess mm-hmm. the ghost, and then that's it. And there's no, there's no stress to Faz. Like, it's just... More confusion. Yeah, it's just sort of like, what are we doing? Are these spirit orbs? What What are we missing? Did we mm-hmm. bring the right equipment? I don't know. Is the ghost here? Die? Oh, I'm dead. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's so funny you say, you chalk it up as like incremental because Faz by design is deduction based. Like you succeed by by striking things out mm. um, and learning more. Thus, you're de-escalating the threat literally yeah. in Faz per game. Like devour ups the ante escalating yeah the entire time yeah yeah Yeah, it's a very simple game but it's super effective at what it's doing and Mm -hmm. uh i would imagine we'll keep coming back to it every now and then yeah oh yeah because like not to be rude to devour but devour reminds me of um pubg oh yeah and it's gonna sound Mm -hmm. weird where the game itself is kind of shitty yes Mm -hmm. But it's the, the the genre, the format, the actual activities, and what you're doing with friends, which is like the novelty and what works so well. Uh, so yeah, so things like Devour and the success of Phasmophobia just make me excited for the entire genre and seeing mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, is this going to go forward? Is it going to get triple A sized? Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, just seeing what else comes out of it because Devour and Phasmophobia are indie and rough, and they're still a hilarious time, especially Devour. Yeah. So yeah, really excited to see what comes next. And people seem mostly transfixed on the um the fucking dead by daylight genre, which I know Ugh. is popular, but that's all the we need to see. Yeah. Yeah. If Devour is indie, I would call that genre the day, dead by daylight genre. That's very dominated by more double A stuff. And yeah. I would like mm. to see this genre more focused on. Because uh, we got like seventeen of those Dead by Daylight games. And I, I know people like them, but they don't look anywhere near as funny uh, as whatever you would call this genre to me. I mm. want Hideo Kojima's yeah. Devour. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be wild. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I have oh, to imagine yeah. we'll get stuff like that. 
I imagine so too. Yeah. Overdose baby. Let's go. Yeah, the, the overdose. Yeah. Because Phasmophobia sold a shit ton, right? Oh, yeah. It's been oh very popular. Oh, my gosh, yes. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Man. They, 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 the horror genre is very sad. But we have all these AAA remakes slash space horror games yeah, coming soon. Survival which is horror is having a comeback. Which is survival horror. Yeah, that's true. Survival horror. Like, true actual horror games have been pretty missing in action for a long time. Survival horror is probably more <laughs> an easier bet because it's, again, oh, more yeah. approachable, less terrifying, and more gamey than actual yes. horror. Yeah, yeah. Friggin' uh, Phasmophobia is sitting at a 10 out of 10 on Steam with just under 400,000 reviews. Yeah, that's that's, that's a lot. And it's on crazy. consoles. And yeah, people, crazy? people love Phasm. It, I, I, yeah. I, I'll be honest, I've never really liked Phasm. I, I find it fun because yeah. it's a dumb group game, but like as a game, I've never found it interesting at all. Uh, I, I guess it's, it's that's, more like the format and the shenanigans yes. with your friends. It was also the first novelty of proximity chat in multiplayer. Oh, yeah, I've yeah. never played a game mm-hmm. of proximity chat until Phasmophobia, and that is just magical. The format's like, really interesting. The execution's chat. not quite there, but uh, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. there is there is definitely something really good waiting underneath the, the indie roughness. Uh, mm-hmm. someone, someone needs to do something with it. Uh, yeah. and or 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 better yet, dear listener, go buy Devour because it's five dollars. Also, yeah, Devour Steam. is so cheap. Five dollars on Steam. How, yeah, how much is like Phasmophobia? It's like oh, it's only 15, 20? 15, 15. That's fine. 15 as well. Yeah, Devour is five dollars. Is a is a steal. Yeah, that's a that's so a party good. game. Oh yeah, it's yes. it's a good time. It's so simple. Like it's just yeah. yeah. Uh, Greg, good time. You mm-hmm. got one level to go. I mean, you should bend the spider level as well. Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Ben, did we tell you we beat, we, we beat the third level on our first <laughs> No! Run? You guys are always supposed to take a little... I know! We did! <laughs> we, we, we did it on our first go. <laughs> we were That's gaming exciting. out of our yeah. minds. Does it scale to people? Like, would it be hard, would it have been harder with a fourth or easier with a fourth? I, don't I think... Yeah. I don't think so. I think it... I, the level design made it a lot more manageable in this one. Sure. Yeah, we won't spoil it so Ben can experience it. Yeah, for we'll, we'll yeah. still go and do it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's the man, the mansion slash infirmary or whatever the hell you call that. It's big. Level that we that one rules. That yeah. level we did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, level one, three is a lot smaller awesome level. Uh, and a lot sort of like very stacked on top of itself, and and it's a lot easier to sort of get around quickly in that versus the nice. mansion, which is quite sprawling. Yeah. So, man, I thought the design of that mansion was top tier. They did a good. Like, yeah, it's it's a well laid yeah, out cool. map. Yeah, lots of really little interconnected like stuff, and it makes sense too. Like it's, it's yeah, yeah. You can keep track. It's of an where environment you are. that makes sense. Yeah, Greg, yeah. good game. I good think stuff. it's. I think it's. Would you play it again soon, like next week? Do you? Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. We, yeah sure. Okay. If, if Jameson can get away from Ragnarok. Oh yeah. Yeah yeah yeah. yeah, yeah I'm yeah. so. You never know yeah, how much so... Andy time we're gonna have. You know. Yeah, I feel like God of War Ragnarok and Devours like peanut butter and barbecue sauce like you can easily you can you can easily make that switch over yeah and we're probably you know one more session we probably would get it done because we're getting quite good at the game honestly oh yeah one more level obviously we show ben the spider level and then we got one more level to Mm -hmm. beat yeah oh cool cool that's enough content yeah i mean they'll add for us you know i think they're adding like a map a year or eight months come back and do every new map that's fun that's how you do it for that game. Like they could take six months off a of dev. For I think when we played last year, the in map that we played now was just added, and then so yeah, they added. Mm-hmm. An, so I think it's like one, yeah, like a new map, maybe two maps a year, or something like that, which is a good pace. Yeah, and also in the uh, new map, I won't give specifics, Ben, but there's a couple of like new things, so, like gameplay cool. mechanic wise, not huge differences, cool, cool. but like a couple of things to be like, oh, they're actually. 
not just making new maps, but like thinking of ways to make the gameplay like a little bit more interesting. Yeah, yeah. Still keeping the simple, simple structure, but yeah, yeah, little little tweaks, little modifiers, sort of things. Yeah, it's good. It's a good game. It's like slowly evolving. It's, like, it's it's surprising how good it actually is. I remember going into it last year, being like, "This is going to be some dumb bullshit, and it'll be fun." Yeah. Um, and it, actually, we were. I remember. Yeah, we were all just sort of like, "A, that was scary," and we all screamed like girls. And also, B, it was like fun and good yeah. and clever and uh, yeah. challenging. It's good stuff. Yeah. People should check out Devour. It still gets me, uh, but it's a, it's a rare situation because obviously when you see the thing coming towards you, you're not yeah. going to be scared when it grabs you. But every now and then, I think it happened twice in our last <laughs> session, you do just like walk around a corner and it's right there and it is fucking horrifying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They also do the little jump scare. Like it grabs you and that triggers just the tiniest bit sooner than you think. Yeah. Yes, dude. Uh, yes. So she gets you from a little bit further away than she should, uh, but that is clever because it, it gets yeah. it makes the jump scare more effective. Yeah. It's oh, uh, and and the brilliance of like building it, like the stakes are created inside of you so well. Like you build the scare up for yourself <laughs> when you're when it's eight when you're eight rats deep, or yeah, nine rats deep. Like when you get grabbed, like you you are so tense, yeah, because you're just trying to get it done. Like oh, it's your beautiful. UV light like, is trickling down. You're like oh my god, please oh, get stunned, get stunned, it's get stunned. Beautiful. <laughs> Two other guys are down. Like <laughs> like it's oh man, that's good, good stuff. Good game, man. Good game. Yeah, good it game. is. It is a good game. Be talking about that one later in the year for sure. Mm-hmm. I want to hear about scorn. Yeah, yeah, we, we should talk about scorn. I want to. I want to. I want to hear wet hamburger slop through these microphones. Oh. Um, and then I have to some for some reason interact with it and stick my fingers in it mm. and stick all my fingers in it and stick and more than just your it. finger in it too. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not kidding either. You definitely stick your dick in something at the end of that game. Yeah. Yeah. Scorn. Yeah, I think the reviews have been very. That's cool. What's the word? I'm. I don't know. I don't. What's the word when things are like people are having conflicted opinions? Divisive. Yeah. Polarizing. Polarizing was the word of yeah. The consensus is polarizing. Um I I like Scorn. I really I had mm. a really good time with Scorn. Um I I think the easiest way to summarize my experience with Scorn is saying I really liked the first third. Mm-hmm. Uh the first third is oh. really like slow and it feels like to begin with, that Scorn doesn't even give a shit that it's a video game at times. It feels like it feels mm. very alien and like it doesn't understand what people want from a video game in a way which I really enjoyed mm-hmm. and like respected. Mm. Um, and then the middle third is it feels like a Xbox executive came into the room and said that you have to put guns in it. Uh, we have to mark. <laughs> we have to market your fucking disgusting fetish game somehow. Put a gun in. Put a gun in and yeah. make there be combat. And yeah. it's a real low point. Um, and also, I feel like the environmental variety is lowest during that point, where you start to get a little yeah. used to the kind of goopy techno alien bio. Uh, what's Geiger call it? A uh, bio biomechanical. Uh, biomechanical. Yeah, biomechanical. Yeah. Bi- yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but then the last third really oh just gosh. kicks into overdrive, gets rid of the combat, and goes off a cliff into the most oh disgusting, vitriotic, borderline offensive stuff I've seen oh in my years. God, it's it's so <laughs> it like revels uh-huh. in its disturbing nature so much that I couldn't help but laugh. 
Mm-hmm. Like, like I'm not going to spoil something, but there's a moment where you're holding. I'm not, especially not going to tell Ben what it is. No, but no, please don't, Ben. Don't, don't, <laughs> beat, don't beat scorn, Ben. Whatever you yeah. do, don't. I want to. I played a little bit. No, and no, I, no. You would, so would not fucked, be into man. it. I got to that first puzzle and was like, my brain hurts, <laughs> and <laughs> I gotta lie down. Uh, there's a moment where you're like, I don't have to do what I think I have to do with this thing, and then you put it in a machine. You're like, I hope I don't have to watch this, and then it's the most disturbing, graphical recreation. I like it. And then, yeah, you're like, and then oh they're my like, God, that was and then horrific. they're like. Now do it again. Then they and go, then do like, it again. Now do it a was, third time. <laughs> and I, I remember streaming it, and I was like, oh my god, do I have to do it again? And I remember Gabe being banned. in the chat screaming, there's a unique animation for the second time. <laughs> <laughs> and the third <laughs> one, they're each unique. Oh my god, it is so, so disgusting and stupid. Yeah, the last third is uh, magical. It, it's just horrendous. It's horrendous. <laughs> It was beautiful, uh, and I, I and I applaud them, and I. Applaud I had them. that I, like Nicolas Cage, like shoot him again. His soul is still dancing, smiling face. I just had yeah. that for like the last hour and a half. I was just like, this is, is magnificent. Yeah, I'm into it. I like that. Overall, it's a shame it doesn't like come together because I do think this could have been a real cult classic. Uh, something that I would have put alongside stuff like Inside, like these weird, mm. disgusting, amazing indie games. Um, unfortunately, it's just like a little bit clumsy and its journey is a little bit inconsistent. Um, some people aren't going to make it to the end. Some people aren't going to like this game at all. Um, but you know, whatever. The game came out, it was on Game Pass, uh, and I had a good time with most of it. Uh, and some moments in that game will really stick with me. Uh, and I just kind of really, uh, respect and appreciate that thing. Uh, wow. Kind of, uh, kind of shocking. I'm going to say I actually really liked Scorn from start nice. to finish. Um, hey. When, before I had, I had not really seen any of it. I mean, I remember when they announced it, like, I think literally seven years ago, eight years mm. ago. Um, and was like, wow, that it looks like they know how to, they understand that aesthetic, which is cool. But I, I you know, I just saw the E3 trailer like two years ago and it was like, it's, I, I figured it was just going to be like a corridor shooter with a, with a cool art style. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then, mm. like, the day before release, I saw someone say, like, it's kind of a missed game. And I think I made the Scooby-Doo, like, confused noise out loud. I went, like, oh. <laughs> 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 uh, because it is. It is actually kind of a missed puzzle game. Um, the majority of that game, or, like, a lot of that game is you messing around with these weird fucking imparsible giant mechanical puzzle things. Um, and when I saw that, I was like, oh, okay. And the first hour and a half, I was like, okay, this is the good (laughs) shit. Um, though I will say the puzzles are kind of, uh, they're not great, but every puzzle in that game is like the type of puzzle that is extremely annoying to come across in a game, except they do it for all the puzzles almost. Uh, like, the first puzzle in that game is the fucking move the blocks in- yeah. into position, and I- it took me, like, oh, 20 yeah, fucking yeah. minutes to do that. Yeah, thing. dude, that's exactly... I was like, it's, I probably gotta bring this farthest egg egg the, in the, the most literal but not quotation marks. I probably gotta put this thing over here, the farthest one over here, and I just bash my I think, literal meat dick against the control panel <laughs> until I couldn't figure it out, until I had to put it down. I think the game suffers from the aesthetic in the puzzle designs um, in that the puzzles 
a lot of them I found very difficult to tell what I was even supposed to do. That first puzzle is a great example. You're supposed to move a specific block all the way to the end. Um, I stared at that thing for four minutes, probably straight. Like, my nose was up against the monitor. I'm like, I can't fucking tell. There is no difference between any of these blocks. They all look exactly the same. And then you notice there's, like, one tiny little, like, gold pip on Mm. one of the boxes. And you're like, oh, wait, I think that's the one I'm supposed to move. Um, Mm. A few of the puzzles, quite a few of the puzzles, I mean, it's a three and a half hour game for me. Like, there's not a lot of puzzles there. But uh, there are a lot of them, there's a, like, circular... Um, spin thing to light the things up puzzle uh, later mm-hmm. on where oh, you spin one and they puzzle. all spin. Yeah, hey, yeah, and one. again, oh, it suffered yeah. from the thing where it's like there are there's like a weird flesh line here that will that you it is what you need to be looking at, but you don't realize you're supposed to be looking at it because there's like 80 other flesh lines that are irrelevant. And yeah. a lot of the puzzles are just very hard to read visually to figure out what you're doing. But like Joe said, like, I'm kind of into the how much that game doesn't give a shit. Yeah. And like, a lot of games would have like the weird aesthetic and then you'd come to the puzzle panel and be like, it's the witness now, you know, where it's just like clean puzzle mm. problem solving. But this game's just like, no, no, no. Every square inch of this game, we're committed to the visual design. I don't care how much it hinders the game. We're doing it. Yeah. Uh, and, and I respect that. Um. The combat section in the middle is bad, for sure. Um, I will say I didn't find it as bad as I thought once I got the second gun onwards. Um, I also found it fairly easy to just kind of hang out and wait for the enemies to walk away. <laughs> um, yeah. I stopped ignoring you, them. You can ignore and run past them pretty easily. There's a few. There's like six or eight enemies that you have to like, you have to kill them. There's no questions. Um, mm. And yeah, it it it's it's a bad part of the game, for sure. Um, but it only was like forty minutes for me, probably maybe forty five, maybe an hour at the most. Mm. Like Joe said, it's the visually least interesting because it's uh, you're sort of like in the dark underbelly where there's like this giant uh, thing, Penis, yeah. um, mm-hmm. and there's lots of flesh, and it's sort of a little mm-hmm. repetitive. Yeah. Um, but it did not get in my way. Uh, I played this game in two sittings. I played the first, like, 90 minutes. Yeah, same. And then waited because they needed to... They were patching something for ultra-wide, and then I played it all the way through to the end. Mm. And, um... Yeah, it's really hard to put into words how fucking weird and out and much... Just how much the last hour of that game just goes for it. Um... I'm still not sure if it was meant to be released publicly... Um, Especially because... like supported by Microsoft and like advertised on Game Pass. Yeah, yep. That I don't. I feel like Phil did not see the last hour of this game. Um, <laughs> yeah. And if he had, they like like. Do you remember? Okay, it's a bit obscure here, but do you remember a game a couple years ago called Agony? Yeah. Yes. Never played it, but yeah. No, I never Which, played it. But did yeah, because it was sounded like it was some vile. Shit. Yes. Yeah. This game, uh, there's times where I'm like, is this one of those games? Is hmm. this a sicko game? I well, no, not like, not like fun sicko. Like, is this like actual dark? Like, are we? Am I watching a snuff film type yeah. game? Mm. Um, like, 
I really hope no one ever sees me playing this. Like it's oh, like yeah. there's some filth, but I'm it is. But it's not. Um, <laughs> it's not vile that way. It is very cohesive from start to finish. It very much is a game about it. Like it has it has ideas. It has a story. It has a cohesive world. And all of that comes back to the weird biomechanical nightmare art that Geiger and another fellow did that mm -hmm. uh, permeate like every square inch of this game. Um, Geiger is not just alien dicks and vaginas. Um, there is some other shit that he drew that is also pretty fucking weird. Um, but this game certainly knows how to draw some weird alien dick-looking ships uh, mm. at the end of that. There's some big dicks at the end of that game. Big dicks. Big. Cool. Like, big as dicks. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, yeah, he's awesome, dude. There's a drawing that he did that's pretty fascinating called the Birthing Gun. Um, and Joe, okay. that's definitely what inspired some of that last stuff, for yeah. sure. One of the guns is just like a giant fuck toy. Oh, yeah. They're all, everything, everything in that game is... You could... You could you could go to town on, on most of the <laughs> objects in that game. Um, God bless Gorn. And uh, it has a, an appropriate ending as well. I think uh, it's, 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 it is a proper art house fucking weird nightmare game. Uh, yeah. I can't believe it got the exposure it did. Yeah, it's like, so weird. Like, I was watching Seagull, you know, playing Overwatch... And people were talking about Scorn in the Overwatch Seagull chat with like 50,000 viewers. And I'm like, what is happening? Awesome. How did we get here? <laughs> because this is like the type of shit that Joe and I would watch or play and be like, I'll come into Discord and be like, Joe, you should watch this. No one else watch this movie. Please, no one else watch this movie. <laughs> Do not watch men. Don't yeah. watch men, except Joe, you should watch <laughs> men just for the last 30 minutes because it's so fucking weird and disgusting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that is scorn. And it's, it's like no one in the public should know this game exists except for the real weirdos. But it mm -hmm. got mainstream <laughs> because of the art. And if that means that a few people out there were like turned into sickos because of this game, good. Mission mm -hmm. accomplished. Um... Yeah, I I respect Scorn a lot. I enjoyed it quite a bit. I I was making yeah. faces from start to finish. Various states of my jaw is open, my eyes are like looking over my glasses into just <laughs> in, in into just like I'm just have this like demented smirk on my face <laughs> and my eyes are sort of glazed over a little bit near the end of it. I'm just like this yeah. is sicko.jpg Oh man! Yeah. Somebody in the condo building across the parking lot from me is calling the police. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. No. Thank. They they got the binoculars out. They're like, "What the yeah. fuck what is the he fuck watching is over there? That yeah. can't be legal." <laughs> it's like when Shepard gets touched by the Reapers, yes. except it's four hours of that. It is, dude. It is literally that. Just like this red, like, gosh, it's just like chaotic flesh imagery. Was that real footage? Yeah. yeah was that real like, life footage? You, you just wake up and you're like, did I? Did I actually play through all of Scorn? Like they allowed this out on an Xbox Game Pass title. Like it was a premiere. Man, like it appeared at two E3 conferences. Yeah, uh, beautiful stuff. 
I loved it. <sighs> Man, that's so good. I loved it. That's so good. I'll replay me. it. Like it, it is it is like an inside for me where in a couple of years, like I'll play that game again and just marvel at it. Um Yeah. I, I also just um what like mild tangent, quick Alien is an incredible movie, and the best scene in Alien is when they go to the abandoned H.R. Geiger space jockey ship and they discover mm. the mm. eggs. It is potentially one of the maybe my favorite movie scene ever. I'm I think I've started to realize that over the last ten years because whenever something does evokes that, I'm just like, oh, oh, this is making me feel things. And Scorn mm. is that scene for four hours. Yeah, hell and, yeah, and uh, it was real special. I I was super into that game. Um, nice. So yes, I that's awesome. I yeah. Should probably see a therapist after beating that game, though. Yeah. Like uh, most people, no, most no, people no, should no, probably no. like go and talk to a sh- a psychologist after they beat the score and be like, ah. Uh, Maybe if you liked it, I'd rather see you pick up. I'd rather pick. I'd rather see you pick up some game creator tools than go to therapy <laughs> for that one. I can't wait to um, see what these degenerates make next in twenty twenty nine. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Like there, there is genuine like incredible talent at that studio on, on the art side like they it is probably the best like i don't think a game has ever nailed an aesthetic so completely as scorn did because mm-hmm. like the guns mm. the healing mechanics every square inch of that game uh yeah anyways scorn don't play it don't play it don't play this no definitely play it no you will feel play it with your you grandma feel. in the room <laughs> yeah yeah. Play it with play it with Nina in the room. Yeah. Come here, come here, Nina. Or play it with like a nine year old. You survived the war. Come here. Um. Yeah. I I would tell you 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 alluded to a feeling that that scene from uh, Alien provides you. I got that vibe from the first hour of Signalis. Mm. Yeah. We've uh, all played Signalis. Just, yes. Yeah. Just uh, I played that first. I I got to like the second area. Mm-hmm. Yeah, third maybe second or third area. I, I got to this. I got to the second save room. So I'm like a bit deeper into a second area. It's a good opener. Yeah, uh, I beat Signalis. Uh, <laughs> nice. I played all of it. Um, that's that's awesome. I got. I I was swept up in this overwhelming confidence of a package, um, in that first hour of Signalis, where it's like they know exactly what they're setting out to make here. Yeah. They know the tone. They know the vibe. They know the art. They know the music. The sound. They know what you want to do. They want. They know how you. They know how they want you to engage with this world, um, whether it be the isometric view or the first person view. Um, it's good stuff. That maybe. game. Uh, I was swept up in that. Uh, in that ambiance for sure. Maybe like much like you were describing. Favorite well. presentation of not just a game, but like I don't know. It's hard to describe. That game pivots between like three different art styles, and mm-hmm. uh, I like all of them a lot. Oh yeah, they nail it. Mm-hmm. They, yeah. Yeah, this resurgence, this rese- this uh, renaissance of uh, PlayStation One era graphics, mm. obviously a topic that's been discussed throughout the year. We're seeing other, we're we're just seeing people go for this. I don't even want to say low poly; it's almost a mid poly um, over a pixelated background or depth space. Um, but yeah, they do. They nail this one yeah. for with that aesthetic. Yeah, for, for sure. Listen, if you don't signal, it's Resident. It's a Resident Evil game, like an old, like an original Resident Evil mm-hmm. game, right? Like yeah. a top-down yeah. tank control. It doesn't actually. Have, I mean, you can enable tank controls, but uh, it, it's it's that. Yeah. Um, um. Yeah, I beat Signalis. I, uh, I I played the first hour and was like, yeah, that, that's that's a good first hour. Um, How long was it? Because I think I got two and a half hours in. 
Uh, just under nine hours for me. Oh wow! Cool, cool. Yeah, it's it's fairly beefy. Yeah, nice. Um, nice. That, that that feels too long. Eh, yeah. Um, Signalis is a very good game. That I, uh, I wish I I wish it came together for me. Um, as much I don't know. It's hard to. It's so well made, but also it just didn't quite do it for me um there's like a sweet spot period in that game which is i think like the first four hours the first five hours like i played like a four hour chunk of it in one sitting which i, I do not do very often um mm. i was up late uh which you know ah, that was the game that was the game yeah because it you're like it's the resident evil format and it's a fun format you're looking for keys you open up this door which lets you go back to here and you're managing resources and stuff like that and it's and it's very good at that stuff um but then mm. it never really okay here signalis the problem i have with signalis i think is that it so commits to being what it is that it suffers in that it doesn't necessarily take some modern learnings and apply mm. it to the, the to the old formula it it just mm. is like a late 90s top down or isometric survival horror game mm -hmm. In every way, yeah. and it, and it's like they they do such a good job at that, and I respect the hell out of that. Um, but it's like I wish that it had you know a few things that modern games have, like a little more progression, a little more like when you, evolution. Kind of like when, you, when, when you play Proteus, it's like oh, this is right. cool, but it's just you're not really bringing anything new to the table here. Yeah, and I would say that was the problem I had with it eventually, because like in a Resident Evil game, you get you get upgrades, right? You get like you can upgrade your pistol. You get more carrying capacity and things like that over time. Uh, and Signalis just doesn't have any of that. It's just like you get some different guns, um, but that's it. Like the the structure, the format never changes all the way to the end. Um, mm. There's a 90 minute chunk around the five five to seven hour mark that is rough, uh, where you don't have your map, and the layout is extremely hard to figure out where you're going. Uh, which was a bit of a buzzkill. Um, the story is impenetrable, and just which is disappointing because there's some mm. really interesting stuff hinted at. Uh, yeah, it feels that way. It feels like it's a uh, not to sorry to interrupt no, no, you, but no. it does feel like feels like it's a game that's spinning around itself timeline wise, and it's just it, yeah, it like, feels a little bit hard to grasp. They, they, it's a very weird, neat world where there's like this strange like totalitarian culture that's making like replicants and robot stuff and space travel and german and english and like chinese and yeah the use of text the, and typography it's fascinating is cool um, yeah the multi the multilinguistics are cool yeah and and, and like yeah. there's this amazing opening cutscene where she picks up the king in yellow which if you're a nerd like I am, yeah. it's like I know Fuck. what the king in yellow as, is. Um, as, I I I literally like scoffed. Yeah, I, I was. I saw that there as soon as I was just like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" It's, with it's this eldritch right like cosmic horror stuff, but like it sets that up and eh, it doesn't really do anything with it, which is an annoying. Um, but there's like some very good just that opening cinematic at right after you pick the book oh. up is so good with the the. The numbers start being read. And I'm like, hey, wait, is there are these, are these number station stuff? And 
weird like trippy visuals and hints at like corruption like cosmic corruption sort of things um mm. it is imparsable i have no idea what the fuck happened in that game for a game that spends a lot of time on its story and has a lot of intrigue couldn't tell you no clue i mean i have no idea what happens in resident evil so i guess that works out i suppose mm. yeah yeah and uh, yeah but um yeah, that it's like I said, it's frustrating because it's really, really well made. It just, I just wish it had come together a bit better because it, it just gets very repetitive after a certain point. Um, you mm. only have six inventory slots, and oh my yeah. god, is that ever fucking annoying uh, near the yeah. end of that game? There is so much backtracking and inventory management uh, in the last third uh, because you mm. never get more storage. Uh, you're just running back to the safe room and putting this down. It's like, wait, I need my flashlight, a gun, a healing item, and one other thing, plus a puzzle item. And so now I have just one inventory slot to pick things up. Uh, and it's, it's got very frustrating near the end of it, but I'm sure, but I also, you know, I, I played it through pretty quickly and enjoyed it. Yeah. I think it's, I'm going to finish that game. I feel like oh, I you know should. Yeah, what yeah. to expect as well. Yeah. I feel like the first two hours is indicative of what the rest is going to be. It pretty much, mm. yeah, it pretty much. I, I also just like, uh, I don't know how to name it, but whatever you call tinkering with machinery and interfaces in a puzzle format, whatever you call that, I really, really like doing that. Um, hmm. how, do I, how do I describe it? You know, like, keep talking and nobody explodes. The puzzles in Signalis when you're like tweaking dials to meet radio frequencies. Yeah. I don't know what the name is for when you're like messing around with a piece of equipment and you're following instructions. Yeah. Whatever Interfacing that is. sounds like good. Yeah. Interfacing yeah. sounds good. Interface I really like that things. stuff. Yeah, I do. Yeah, the, yeah. It's super satisfying to my brain. I'm with you there. Yeah. And I also just really like the Resident Evil structure for for mm -hmm. games i think it's yeah and that was what i was realizing it was like oh yeah there's been no resident evil game this year this is satisfying that is because i'm running back and forth and i'm doing puzzles and looking for the butterfly key and dodging enemies and stuff yeah. like that um like that stuff i was really into and and it, it is good it's it's it, it's there's a lot of good stuff all the way through that game i just uh it's just it left me sort of frustrated because I, I was I did really enjoy a lot of it. It just yeah didn't quite click, unfortunately for me. Um, yeah, sounds fair to me. Yeah, yeah. Oh god, what was I, there was also one other thing I was just gonna say, but oh yeah, the 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 survival horror part of it is is not um, a problem. You can just run past most of the enemies in that game without issue, and uh, yeah, you, you you just I had so much ammo throughout the back half of that game. Uh, oh, right it, now, really I'm empty. Really, yeah, I ran yeah, out. Yeah. I ran out two bullets shy, and I was like, I could really use some bullets. Because yeah. I didn't realize there's like a revelation, like mm. two hours in, about the enemies and how you actually kill them, and I didn't yeah. realize. So. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, <laughs> the other revelation is if you just hold the run button, you can just run past everything in that game without issue. <laughs> Uh, which I did for the first few hours and then realized I had so much ammo so I was fighting things and then I would just mix it up of like I'm going to fight all of you okay I'm running low on ammo yeah. I'm just going to run past everyone and um, that's yeah I, Resident Evil does the exact same thing basically where it's like it's an illusion right that's what's interesting mm. about survival horror games especially Resident Evil is like 
Uh, there is no such, there it really isn't actually ammo scarcity. They, they just give you small amounts of ammo spaced out at, at the right pace. So you, you, if you're playing properly, quote unquote, you, you probably are never actually going to run out of ammo, maybe on the higher difficulties, but uh, mm. it's, um, yeah, it's, it's good. It's a good game. The presentation is exceptional from start to finish. Uh, the, the sound design, everything, like, it's really well put together. Uh, it just was a bit too much of the same thing all the way through. It's a little too one note, yeah. um, which mm. I think is by design because, you know, that's, that's what those old games were. It's like there's two enemy types and you're doing the same thing from start to finish. Um, but I, I, I do wish they had sort of tweaked it a little bit. But it's also one of those games where you're like, I'm fascinated to see what they do next because... Mm-hmm. They, they really understand presentation. It was, it's like a two-person team that spent uh, like seven years working on it, too. Um, and it's on Game Pass as well, you know, so. But it's, it, it's cool. It's, it was, I'm glad to have played it, which is, yeah, which is finish it. more than cool. I can say about lots of things, so. Hell yeah. Yeah. I, uh, to your point about like uh, the, the inventory management and stuff like that, it's like, I found myself worried at that level of or at the that moment when they put a storage crate in front of you and they're like you can only hold six items perhaps you should consider storing one and i didn't and they immediately give you they specifically give you just one too much of things next and the last thing is the key objective item (laughs) yeah and that 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 tainted the water for me just a touch i was like are you gonna do this to me every time are you gonna tell me what I have to do? No. Uh, before before I, but no, 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 not to say that, that was, it was just, just like it was a really interesting, yeah. But yeah, so so it was like with bullet management as well. I'm like, are you really gonna either withhold bullets from me or only give them to me when you think like how much autonomy do I have here, game? Yeah. Uh, that was a moment I just found kind of interesting, but yeah, yeah, yeah. They I saw them tweeting actually the other day saying that they're looking into ways to expand the inventory because. People seem really annoyed with it, and and like I'm I'm fine with inventory management in these games. I think it's a part of it, but I also think part of the fun power curve in these games is you get more inventory space over time. You find the little satchels, and you you open up more storage space. Yeah, sure. Uh, yeah. So you can carry more things with you. Uh, it never happens here. You just you get given more and more items, and a lot of them you kind of have to carry with you all the time. Uh, and by the last third, you you. Pretty much, I basically had two inventory slots uh, and everything else I needed on me, basically, to play the game. Um, and it, it, there was a lot of backtracking. There's a lot of backtracking in that game. Mm. Lots of running back and forth and back and forth. And the middle, or the like six to eight hour or six to seven hour mark is running back and forth in a map that where you, where you don't have access to the map and all the environments are sort of deliberately confusing. And so you're like, I run into a room. I'm like, no, fuck, this is the wrong room. Go back into the last room. Go up to this one. Go into here. Go down there. Go right. Oh, shit. I meant to go left. Backtrack. Go left. Okay, I'm here. Where was I going again? Mm. You know, um, it was it was rough. That's a rough section for that game. Uh, but yeah, it's cool. Still horrifying save sound scream. Tell you that. <laughs> yeah, it's great. The sound design's so good. Yeah, good. I, I like red, the save room use music. Of red and black and white. The red and black. Oh, man. The nurse room, the nurse room save music is like you're only in that room for five seconds to do everything you need to at a time. But damn, the music in that room is like so. I think that good. is the save room music, just in general. Oh yeah, yeah that music it's is good. very good. Yeah. yeah, 
a lot of uh, a lot of very good presentational things in that game from start mm-hmm. to finish. Yeah, they they oh. nail the aesthetic again. It's one of those just very cohesive visual d- design. It's just a little bit uh, just don't quite bring it all together, fortunately. Mm. Classic indies, man. Yeah, Signalis. I saw a tweet the other day which uh, <laughs> shouldn't make me laugh because it's kind of I saw a tweet again. I saw one of these tweets. The, the tweet was. Uh, it was in quotes like, wow, this indie game is cool. I wish it was good. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, oh that's too real, man. Yeesh. That, yeah, it, that is excellent. It is too real, yeah. yeah. That's too real. But it, it, it really does remind me of Proteus. Like, I haven't touched Proteus since the last podcast because it's just mm, like, yeah. it's this one thing. It's really good at it. it you nailed it. Mm. But also this game came out. 30 years ago right mm-hmm. you know and, and we've moved mm-hmm. on we've improved over the years um that's sort of how i felt about signalis where it's like but i did finish it and and it was a, it was an enjoyable experience it's a good mm-hmm. uh oh, yeah. nice game to play as it's getting cold like play it in, in the evening yes. and then, like my living room's getting colder as i'm playing the game and i'm like i'm kind of into that you know Ooh. it's just, mm-hmm. just these cold hallways Sunset a little and, earlier yeah exactly yeah yeah so what else do we got I have two major. We have two major video multiplayer video games left that I I have I do have to discuss Overwatch in some capacity to sleep okay. to sleep. But Joe, do you have anything? Ben, do you have anything? Um, like I will rattle off the the two kind of like outset games that I got real quick. Um, that I've been playing. Uh, let me just get my list up because I'm prepared, professional gamer. I want to talk a little bit about Persona Five Royal. Um, oh, yeah. Nothing too, nothing too crazy. Is that on um, Switch? You're playing that, or Xbox? I'm playing Persona Five Royal on Xbox Game Pass. Nice, 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 nice. Um, I've been playing that one between the Xbox itself and the Odin because that game is fun to play anywhere. Oh yeah. Um, but no, that game is uh, very good. Um, obviously, like I, I have a little bit of introduction by playing enough Persona Four Golden mm-hmm. at this point, but um, it's this one, Persona Five is better at getting you going faster than Persona 4 is. Uh, Persona 4 Golden, I find, it's not four... It's, you're four hours... Like, you're four hours until you get a sliver of autonomy. Um, where in Persona 5, it's two hours until you get a sliver of autonomy. Uh, which is, like, still quite a big uh, time investment to start, but the pace of Persona 5 has been fantastic. Mm-hmm. Charm is off the charts. Uh, they The jump from four to five, as in what they do with art confidence, is... Like four is gorgeous and some memorable songs, some striking imagery. The the golden that they use for Persona Four Golden looks really nice with the black that they use. The way the red and black is used in in Five and Five Royal, but damn, that game is cool. Yeah, um, snappy. They were smart. Like their transitions are brilliant. Like the translation's really good. Um, I find the writing excellent. I'm using um. Japanese dubs and English subs, of course. Um, but it's uh, man, they they really the translation in that game is fantastic. Really cool game. I'm looking forward to getting a little bit, obviously a little bit further into things and seeing how it ties. Seeing it, seeing the line. <laughs> oh yeah, baby. <laughs> Especially with that royal, because yeah, the royal yeah, is like, like hundred hours, hundred and twenty hours or something for royal. Yeah. Yeah, it's gonna it's, it's gonna be fucking fast. huge, man. Yeah, I'm just gonna chip. It's gonna be my chip game. Yeah. Like I'll I'll update periodically, but. That game is good. I wanted to bring up it more so. I alluded to this in the Discord, so you guys can roll your eyes a little bit. Uh, the relationship between this game and 1994's Tokimeki Memorial for the Sony PlayStation and the Super Famicom. Uh, 
because boy howdy is the relationship building identical um if you're unfamiliar with tokameki memorial which i am pretty sure yeah you two might be yep. you might not have heard of that game it is a uh it's it's um it is a primordial not primordial what's like the first the proge- preeminent the progenitor the progenitor preeminent progenitor uh dating sim mm-hmm. uh for games and so it's just a lot of text a lot of stuff like that um but it's a, it's a game about date organization and plate spinning um that as soon as i started to get into hearing about that or the tutorialization of it persona 5 i was like wow this is this is day and night the relationship building the level like the 1 to 10 scaling is a little bit more vague in Tokameka Memorial but to see such a direct translation of a game uh, almost 30 years old uh still being used verbatim in modern releases it was just striking to me so i had to draw the line between those two Tokameki Memorial is worth the time that game is 37 38 39 40 41 42 yeah. 43 44 45 46 oh. Tokameki games on Steam, on uh, on Wikipedia what yeah 46 that makes sense yeah, so like it's uh there's there's four mainline Tokameki games or something like that and then there's yeah. Girl Side that broke off onto the DS. Yeah, it's it's the Tokameki series. It's like Persona where they make like it's here's Persona 4, here's Persona 4 Golden, here's Persona 4 the dancing game, here's Persona 4 the yeah. you know, they make like seven <laughs> yeah. Persona 4. Yeah, there's a pu- there's a puzzle block game. Yes. There's like a puzzle match 3 of Tokameki right. Memorial. I'm not surprised. Play. Um but yeah, it's uh yeah, anyway, I, I'm playing an English translation of the Super Nintendo or Super Famicom version that just came out in August of this year. Good God. Um, yeah, and uh, and so it is it is quite the game. Uh, I, don't, I don't really know how else how much else to talk about other than it's just like, other than it's just an Excel spreadsheet, but a, a game. Yeah. And Sorry. That game, it's so good. I'm just reading all the titles. Tokomeki Memorial Only Love. Tokomeki No Partner. Mm-hmm. That's one game. That's not oh. no. No, no Maidens. <laughs> No maidens. Yeah. No maidens. Um, I uh, was inspired to play Tokameka Memorial, of course, by Tim Rogers' review of the game. He does a six-hour review of this game in which he plays through it twice um, as part of the review because there's there's a lot of a uh, lot of there's fourteen con- like possible endings. You can end up with fourteen different people, and so uh, the goal, of course, is to uh, win the girl on the cover of the game, <gasps> Shiori Shiori Fujisaki. Um, yeah, I got, yeah, the base of the game is you're a junior high school student. You've known Shiori Fujisaki your entire life. She's kind of like your childhood crush, and she likes you. Um, oh, and the shit, game is you play, you play three years in high school, um, and every week you choose what you want to focus on between um, studying, arts, science, uh, resting, your looks, exercise, hanging out with friends, um, and that's it. And then on Sundays, your last day of the week, you schedule dates with girls or whatever and so i'm gonna get a master's uh, degree in resting yeah i full-time i rest a lot (laughs) yep you should yeah it's 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 pretty interesting because you get stressed out in the game so you need to rest to balance out your stress so it's it's kind of cool that way just like real life anyway yeah it uh it looks gorgeous i will anyway i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna pull the plug on myself there persona 5 royal and tokameka memorial uh are linked through time and that's just a really yeah. Cool and then what's the other? Uh, what's the actual like? Persona is actually spun out of Shin, Shin Megami Tensei. Shin Megami Tensei, yeah, right, yeah. right, right, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Which uh, we obviously we got a new Shin Megami game this year, and another Soul Hackers game this year, which is also a branch off of Shin Megami. Um. Huh. Yeah. There's there's a lot of Shin Megami's been Shin going Megami. since 1987. Holy fuck! Wow. 
Yeah, Pers- Persona 1 is a PS1 game. Oh, yeah, I know. Persona's, like, like it's, cr- it's crazy how it's only Persona 5 and the first one came out in 1996. Like, yeah. Unlike, yeah. unlike Final love- Fantasy where there have been, well, 16, I guess. <laughs> I love the uh, ongoing meme of game fans uniting to ignore the first two entries of any particular game series, and this is one of them. Like, people don't talk about Persona 1 or 2, no, but yeah. they love 3, 4, 4 and 5. Yeah. yeah, Grand Theft Auto, right. Elder Scrolls. What else we got? There's a uh, there's a bunch of bunch of games that people don't give a crap about the first. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Uh, not that you guys will ever play Tokimeki Memorial, but it's cool. I'm glad someone yeah. is out there doing the weird Japanese I'm, JRPG. I'm pounding the pavement out there. Yep. Well, it's uh, it's it is, it is informing me that I like games that aren't games that are games. Mm-hmm. I know what you mean. So. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was. It, it's been very. It's very cool. I'm hoping to have my first playthrough done soon. It's going. It's going all over the place. It's. I wish I, I should have chronicled it better. But there's also just. It's also just sounds like audio nonsense. Me describing. <laughs> me describing my Japanese high school dating <laughs> shenanigans, <laughs> and and who and who's ignoring me and who's spreading rumors about oh. me and who I'm taking and who I'm taking to the mall and who I'm going to the aquarium with. I hope it's mm. me. Huh? Hmm. That's really interesting <laughs> that you said that. Next time I next time I play, I'm gonna I'm gonna make the I'm gonna make Shiori's birthday your birthday, Joe. So I'm, I'm gonna I'm give just, her your uh, blood type. I, I was spaced out. Did I say something? And the only other game I've been playing is a um, it's a uh, mobile another mobile game, uh, but this one's called Slice and Dice. Um, it is a uh, roguelite. Uh, it's a roguelite turn turn based roguelite with a three roll Yahtzee like mechanic. Um, so the way I'll, I'll try to go a little bit further with the explanation. You have a party of five, uh, heroes and you progress through levels. Um, 12, I think it it comes with the free version and every turn, uh, they roll the enemy's moves first. So you can telegraph what your enemies are doing. Dice will roll on screen for your enemies, which will indicate how much damage they will do or how much defense they will do. Small numbers game, so we're only dealing with numbers one through five through six. Like they keep it scaled down pretty low, so it's fairly easy to digest. But essentially, what you do is you get the information of what your enemies are about to do, and then you roll five dice. Um, each dice is colored like each one of your heroes, and depending on how well each dice rolls, you can choose to save the dice for that hero or re-roll that dice, kind of like Yahtzee, in the way that you would set a set two dice aside if you wanted to keep those and roll them forward. Or, or uh, Jameson, I think we've Jameson. I think we had this revelation that you might not be familiar with Yahtzee. Well, we played it, and I had never, I had never played Yahtzee in my life. Yeah, I yeah. played Yahtzee. Dawson and I, 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 I Dawson and Jameson. I still don't really it. understand it. It's just like yeah, you roll, you roll five dice three times and try to accrue a poker hand to be successful in Yahtzee. But in this in this game, you roll five dice, save dice to maximize your either attack or defense or magic. Um. Those are kind of your your three main battle currencies. So, um, if you could end up at the end of uh, your three rolls and somebody could not be attacking, or somebody could have like somebody could have not gotten um, uh, somebody could have not gotten a valuable mechanic, and uh, that's going to put you a peril. So, it's a really neat game. It's it's kind of hard to describe, but the demo's free. Yeah, I was just looking at I, it. I, yeah, yeah, I I would recommend if you see it in action and or you kind of do the tutorial yourself, you you understand it and you're like, oh, this has actually got quite a few things going on. So. Um, I bought the full version for eight bucks Canadian. Um, 
and I look forward to uh, sinking a bit more time into it. But nice. Slice and Dice, uh, free demo out there. Go get it. It's cool. It's fun. Yeah, you're, it's the dice rolls are mm-hmm. physics based. Like it's I see it's that. cool. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So it's like I, I I like to believe that I have control. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but with this with this random dice. So. You should roll the dice by shaking the phone. Fuck. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> Fuck. One of these days I'm gonna make a video game. It's gonna be really bad. Our chat's gonna make a game <laughs> that's gonna make Every, so gonna little money. Fleshy dice rolling or something. Ooh. I'm into it. <laughs> I like it. Uh, but no, that's pretty much it for me. A little bit of gunfire reborn on Xbox. Oh nice. Um that game's play. That plays fine. Yeah, it's yeah. good on a on a That's controller. A good game. Yeah, yeah. Should, I think I've always played it on the. Controller. Oh right, we right. Play yeah. more of that. I should. We should play more of that. I should play more of that. Just like in my off time, honestly. It was. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. good stuff. Yeah. You know. Is it for me though? I got a game before you have to listen to Overwatch and Modern Warfare Two time. Do it. Do it. Let's hear it. Uh, so there's this thing called Vampire Survivors, which is What's really that? good. Okay. Is that new? Okay. Yeah, it's brand new. Survivors. Uh, no. <laughs> the game uh, I do want to talk about briefly is uh, The Case of the Golden Idol. Oh my gosh, I can't believe you... I knew you were going to bring this. Yeah, I had a feeling you might bring this game. The case... That's, uh... Before you start, I'm playing with the... I'm playing... The, the guy who published the game. I'm in a Discord server with him, right. and he, like, is blown away at how much this... How big this game has gotten. Yeah. I think it was, um... I think I had it was heard about this by Lucas somewhere. Park. Yes, that's. Yeah, sure. I saw him tweeting about that. Yes, yeah, because yeah. it's very. It's. I. I'm hearing the comparison often, but I will say it's in the vein of and not like uh, Return to the Oberdin. Yeah, the easiest way to describe this game is this is um this is the Return of the Oberdin zero point five. Right. This is the game that would have come before Oberdin mm-hmm. came out if mm. these games were to be compared. Uh, I really like it. It's uh, cool. a detective uh, puzzle game. Yeah. Every level is a very similar to Oberdin. It's a murder frozen in time. It's uh, like almost like a dollhouse, a 2D dollhouse, and you scrub through the scene. Uh, you can look in characters' pockets, you know, and you have to decipher uh, who died, who did it, what people's names are. Again, very Oberdin-esque. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I love the art style. I love the music. Uh, there is a cohesive story uh, penetrating every mm-hmm. single episode. Uh, it's got a really nice bite-sized approach because it's all uh, cut up into different levels. I think I'm eight levels in. Every level takes like 30 minutes, uh, maybe a bit longer. And it's just, you know, a classic figure-it-out detective game. Some of the, you know, it's got all the cliches where you look at a window and the glass has been broken from the inside. <gasps> and you're like, oh. <gasps> and uh, you have to be like very... Uh, this this is a lot of good um, deduction that you have to do yourself. The game does a good job mm. of not giving you too much, but just giving you enough where you have to fill in the gaps yourself using you know intelligent uh, deduction and puzzle solving. Uh, and yeah, I think that's all I really have to say about it. Mm. Yeah, that makes sense. I don't know much, but I know that. Yeah, but I know that much. There isn't a whole lot to talk about when it comes to the game. You are looking around the scene. You are clicking on things. Uh, the game has basically a large, almost like glossary diary, and you are filling in the blanks, uh, and you are figuring out who people name are and what happened, and that's the game. Uh, if you awesome. like Oberdin, I would recommend it. It is 
uh, a little bit less expansive, a bit more limited yeah. in scope than Oberdin. That's why I called it Oberdin 0.5. Uh, but you don't mm-hmm. get mystery games uh, much anymore, and uh, not detective games. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. So whenever you have the itch for that genre, it can be hard to find something worthwhile. Um, oh. And while, you know, this does not exceed Oberdin, it's a nice little, um, you know, it's an appetizer yeah. while we wait for whatever Lucas yes. Pope does next. <laughs> uh, ten more again, years from now. Yeah, it's a shame it's not on Game Pass. Could it be a perfect little Game Pass thing? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, sure, sure. if you liked Oberdin and you like the genre, you like detective mystery figuring stuff out type things, I give it a recommend. It's been, uh, it's been really oh. nice. little coffee morning game, and I'm enjoying it. Yeah, yeah. Nice. I, I'll definitely play this. I, I remember he... And I remember when he endorsed it, I forgot to add it to my wish list, and then so I'm glad mm-hmm. I'm glad you were on top of it, Joe. Because yes, it, yeah. the 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 murder mystery detective clue game is it's like there's not a lot out there. No, I actually bought another one. Uh, I haven't mm. played it yet. Um, I will get to it for the next podcast. Let me see if I can find on my Steam what it's called. Uh, is it under activity to find out what you just bought? Yeah, should be. Um, when the fuck did I buy this thing? It was called, like, the... I saw it around uh, Twitch a lot. It's called, like, The Case of Ravendell or something, and it's very similar. Another, like, pixelated... Oh, it's... Yeah, what's it? Raven... Where the fuck is this thing? Sounds corny, dog. (laughs) Sounds corny to me. (laughs) Uh, While I'm looking for this, I will say I'm also looking forward to... Fucking hell. I'm also looking forward to Mm -hmm. uh, Pentiment from... Yes. Uh, what's her name? Obsidian. Obsidian. Josh Sawyer? Obsidian, yeah. Yeah. There's been just like a string of indie mystery detective games coming out back to back to back. Uh, You know, Mm. it's a cool genre. We don't get many of these things very often. So, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to coming back next time and talking about uh, Pentiment, which will be out pretty soon. Mm -hmm. And I cannot fucking find this stupid game. What was it called? (laughs) While you're looking that up, I will kind of plug as well that the 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 publisher... (laughs) The publisher who published the case of the Golden Idol just also recently, they just also recently published um, the Entropy Center, which is that first-person time bun- time yeah, puzzle game that, that game. looks like yeah, it looks like it looks, I I know another portal it's looking, code. Yeah, yeah, it's looking sus, but well, uh, it's uh, it's fine. Shui Yoshida uh, from Sony PlayStation posted it as his Twitter banner image. I saw I saw him which is, really into the Entropy which Center. Is nuts. Yeah. yeah, it's crazy. Like this the this. Anyway, this person over in the... It's ah. crazy just to see them be like, yeah, we're publishing this game. And then and then you just start to see it everywhere. It's weird. I was nowhere cool. near close. It's the excavation of Hobbs Barrow. Uh, oh, I I... yes. So I've heard of Hob... I've heard of this game on another podcast. Yeah. The style looks really, looks really like my thing. And yeah, it just it came out really close to uh, the case of the Golden Idol. Yeah. And just like a bunch of cute little indie murder mysteries. And... Also, Maybe the they gold- were inspired by Oberdin. I don't know, but hey, I'll take I, yeah. it. I like this little subgenre of puzzle game. Golden Idol also has a look. Like <laughs> the music some- is great. Yeah, it well. does. Okay, uh, good. Yeah. There's some like some yeah. some like f- nasty faces in this yeah. game. <laughs> oh, it's great. <laughs> That's good. I I will definitely play that. Yeah, if uh, anything that tickles the Oberdin itch. Yeah, it is, it is exactly that. I might have to replay Oberdin one of these days too. It's been, I guess four years now so i probably have forgotten mm. a lot of it yeah. um on the it subject very, of very very similar but just devolved a little bit little indie games on steam um i have been playing a game that i i, I alluded to last time i've only yes. just started it is called adaka a-d-a-c-a it is 
uh, a Half-Life. It's Half-Life. It's oh. Half-Life. Okay. It's a Half-Life first-person shooter good? made by one guy. Um, A-C-A-D-A. A-D-A-C-A. Here, why don't I just link it? And it has a great look, like a very nice, clean art style. Um, one guy, so, you know, but ambitious for what it is. I've only played about uh, wow. 90 minutes. There's a demo. You can play through the first like couple hours. So you have a gravity gun, but it's like you're, it's in your hand, so it's just like a secondary ability. Um, and it's it's Half Life. Oh. It is like wow, yeah. It's a Half Life game cattle. in every way, and uh, seems it's it's cool so far. It's uh, it's neat. The level variety has been pretty good. Like it's each level has been like 15 minutes, and they mix it up uh, enough. The weapons are neat. The art styles are nice. Cool. Uh, it's cool. Yeah, I would check the demo out and. Um, it's like mm-hmm. the first 30 or 40 minutes of the game is the demo, so... I like its style. Kind of reminds me of Deep Rock Galactic. There's, yeah, there's so many visual styles happening here, yeah. yeah. It's like, it's Deep Rock, it's, uh, it's Deep Rock, it's Half-Life, it's Halo. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, there's a lot going on here. And, uh, it's there's cool. another mode in it, there's like a full campaign, which is what I'm doing right now, uh, here and there, but there's another mode that sounds like sort of, um, not Tarkov, uh, Stalker-ish, where it's like open world light... And you're trying to extract or something like that. Um, I haven't looked at that, but it's uh, so far it's just been like a linear Half-Life game. I, it's cool. I like it. It's neat. Cool. Yeah, yeah. It's one of those things where it's like it'd be perfect on Game Pass, but it's probably like still too small. It has mm. 270 reviews on Steam. Like that's that's mm-hmm. not yeah. a lot. Um, but yeah, neat neat game. Neat game so far. Cool. Definitely a, a love letter to Half-Life, which is cool. Because uh, awesome. honestly, you know, there's not really been like a lot of like games that have that feel, that sort of like eerie, sort of weirdly quiet Half-Life feel. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so it's been nailing that. Um, I'll, I'll, I would have gone on a much longer tangent a while ago, but Overwatch Two came out, and I think all I really want to say is it's fucking so weird how little they did with that yeah. video game. Um, I played a lot of it in the first 10 months of release, which would have been 2016. So quite a while ago now, uh, six years, six and a half years, almost seven years actually, which is scary. Yeah. Um, and so I didn't keep up with the evolution of Overwatch. I know where it went in terms of metas and things like that. Um, just by osmosis more than anything and watching lots of seagull streams um so it's very weird to play because i'm sure if you had kept up with overwatch it's a lot better but if you played it for some time at launch and then didn't touch it for five years and then came back to overwatch 2 um i put 400 hours into the first game and I've played, you know, a decent chunk of it, of two, and I really would struggle to tell you a single thing that's new or different in this game. Uh, <laughs> it's weird. It is actually weird how identical it feels to launch Overwatch, which I guess is probably a good thing, because I think it got really away from that over time. Uh, in terms of like just the metas, I guess, with the heroes. But Overwatch is such a fucking weird thing where, and Joe, we, you know, I, we had this conversation sort of with figuring out myths where it's like, it's a super casual game. 
Mm. It is meant for mm. casuals. They have had like in their first week they had 25 million players. That's insane. That's huge for Overwatch 2. I did not think that was good. I didn't think anyone cared about Overwatch anymore. Um and like the hitboxes are extremely generous. The auto like everything is designed to be very friendly to casuals except for the game itself, which is impenetrable and, like, designed for crazy esports people. There's such a bizarre clash in Overwatch 2 now where it's trying to be friendly and it's also the least friendly thing in the world. And I just don't know what they're doing with Overwatch. Because now they have, like, Roll queue is in every mode in that game. Like quick play, roll queue. Unbelievable. Like, pick move. what fucking role you want to play before you even start matchmaking. I played last night or the other yesterday, I think. I wanted to play as a damage character because that's the fun role. It took three and a half minutes to find a game in quick play, and it sucked. It was a fucking stomp. And I left miserable. And it's like, I spent three and a half minutes waiting for this match and had a terrible time. Overwatch has not progressed at all. Like, all the things that were frustrating about it back in the day are still frustrating. The game is so fucking unfun most of the time because it's so reliant on team play. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah. and the only realms where you're going to get that is in like high level competitive play where everyone knows like deeply how to play the game. And if you're not at that level, the game is just not fun at all. After all these years, they did a reset for matchmaking, which I guess is a good thing because you know, you don't want to have the thing where you're like I was decent at Overwatch at one point. I, I but I don't have mm-hmm. that skill anymore. Um but it feels like now it's just like every lobby has a guy on the other team that's been playing since day one and has 7,000 hours in the game. And you're just like, I'm just trying to figure out what this character is. Oh, I'm getting insta-killed by him trick-shotting his widow every time. And you're just like, <laughs> this was the problem with Overwatch five years ago. Hmm. It's still the main problem. Uh, they switched it from 6v6 to 5v5. Didn't make a fucking difference at all. Feels exactly the same. Identical. Um, They've just been... I just don't know what they're doing with Overwatch. I just don't know. And I don't think they do either. Uh, that seems very apparent, because they've got like all this PvE shit coming at some point. Yeah. Uh, kind of interesting. And, and again, like it feels like a game for casuals, but they they build so many... So much of the like matchmaking and, and balance stuff is just like, nope, this is for the hardcore esportsers. And it's like okay, I get that you have this Overwatch League that you want people to care about, but you also have 30 million people playing your game. Shouldn't you make it accessible in any way? Uh, it's very, very weird. Um, it's To me, it's it's frustrating from the outset because of... it. Like, I've, I've heard about... I have not played Overwatch 2 yet. I have not played Overwatch 2 yet. Uh, loved Overwatch 1. Yeah. Um, Activision Blizzard sucks shit. Yeah. But I, uh, I am a mercy main, and I, I can't, I can't. It's weird. the The battle pass restructuring, <laughs> like, like all of this, it, all of all of the decisions they've made have felt like they're trying to put Overwatch on one single road, like going in one direction, and all players need to be in that one car. 
Something about Overwatch 1 felt like anything was possible with that game and yes. the direction it was headed. But there's something very sinister about Overwatch 2 that feels so curated. Yeah. And so, like... You play this, play our way, or don't play. Exactly yeah. right. And exactly right. Yeah, and that's the thing that was so much fun about Overwatch 1 at launch, was it was sort of an unbalanced clusterfuck. And that mm -hmm. was fun. That's the whole point. Yeah. Like, you have all these heroes. The hero, like the, the gameplay in Overwatch is phenomenal. The heroes are interesting. They're fun. It's got so much personality. All this stuff is great. And Overwatch 1 was fun at launch because there were no hero limits. There were, like, no rules. It was the Wild West. It was just like, mm -hmm. let's all play D.Va. Fuck it. No healers. Who gives a shit? Let's just all yeah. play D.Va and have a laugh. You are not allowed to do that anymore. No. Absolutely not. You want to have a casual game of quick play? <clears throat> Pick who you're going to play before you get into the match. Uh, and it's just, mm. yeah, it's it just feels like they have been sapping the fun out of Overwatch more and more over time in chase to chase balance and and like uniformity across like all the characters are valid now. And it's like, but now they're so much less interesting. They've reworked so many of these characters like Torbjorn, where it's just like the fun thing about Torbjorn was he was an engineer from Team Fortress 2. You would sit there and hammer your mm -hmm. turret and level it up. You don't do that anymore. Like, you just throw your turret on the ground and walk around and shoot guys with your gun. Ugh. And, like, all the interesting characters, I feel like, have just become progressively less interesting over time because it's got to be perfectly balanced for the fucking competitive scene. And it's just... Ugh. I can't believe how unenjoyable Overwatch still is. <laughs> It was so fun for a time, and yeah. it has it. I it is like indescribable how unpleasant getting stomped in Overwatch is, and mm. almost every yeah. game I play, I'm getting stomped. To you know, and it's like I could go to competitive, and I did try uh, competitive because you know they have stricter matchmaking, and it's like I'm shit at the game. Put me up with other people who are not like 180 flick shotting me uh, with Widowmaker, please, for the love of God, <laughs> please, please. Yep. Um, but the matchmaking times are so long that the only one I, the only people that I have the patience to play are support because no one wants to heal. So the matchmaking times are fast. If you want to play a tank in competitive, ten minutes. You're gonna wait ten Gee, minutes oh, to yeah. find a match. Thirty million players. You gotta wait ten minutes. Christ. And to get ranked, you either have to win seven games, which is never, ever going to fucking happen, or you lose 20 games, and then you'll get a rank. And then you'll start getting matched up against people that are roughly in your rank. And it's like, do I really want to put the time in to lose 20 15-minute matches of Overwatch to get ranked so that I can maybe start having a good time? No. No, I don't. Uh, I, I think my win rate in across the entire game is like 27%, uh, which my is, God, that's, that's not good. No, no. <laughs> and like, it, it's just, it's baffling. It's baffling. The game is so, so bizarre. It's such a clash of things, uh, of, of goals. I have, they, it seems so scattered and focused on just being like, yeah play it our way or just don't play and just don't have fun mm. and it's so frustrating because so much about it is so good still uh and and they they took all this time off and they've added almost nothing for the sequel as well that's the other thing it's like they stopped unbelievable they they the last character and update for overwatch one was two and a half years ago and uh they added three characters 
and one mode which is bad the new mode push mode is not fun at all um and they removed another mode which is the checkpoint two checkpoint uh like oh. they removed that mode completely and so all those maps are gone that's six maps and a whole mode that doesn't exist anymore replaced with a new mode which is also bad but only has three maps and so you i feel like there's less in the game than there was 7 years ago uh because there oh, kind of technically right. is, I think the math works out to it's net a net negative of a one. There's actually one less map in the game than there was nice. uh, six months ago. Fantastic. And Good stuff. a lot of the characters are not fun anymore. Sombra has been reworked to be like, you're just getting hacked by her constantly, and she's invisible the whole time. Uh, this new character, Sojourn, she just right-clicks one-shots you constantly. Widowmaker mm. is still getting... Like, people you know, still pick her, and they just ruin the game by just being gods and because there's no matchmaking parody uh and it's just uh it is so frustrating overwatch is so frustrating i don't i i will not play it anymore um my how do i keep on top of it for work is i will put seagull streams on off to the side and absorb all of my overwatch knowledge that way because <laughs> it is it is so 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 fr- frustrating to play yeah and uh, uh. it's tragic it's like and and the first night when I booted it up at launch, when it actually worked, which was like a week after launch, um, I, I I couldn't believe what I was playing because it was like the exact same game that I had played six and a half years ago. Like it, it was shocking just how little they had done. Um, it is such a weird, weird, weird thing, and I don't know what they're doing with Overwatch. Also, I think the next season. I'm going to have to get the battle pass to level 50 to even use the new character, I think, which because they lock the new characters behind the battle pass. Except if you own the first game, I think the new character was unlocked for you, but I don't know if that applies to all the new characters. I have no idea. I hate battle passes. I'm so over them. Yeah, totally. I don't know what the solution is anymore. Loot boxes. The monetization in the game is so bad, people want loot boxes back, which should give you an idea of how fucked up it is. <laughs> Just let me buy the damn costume I want directly. Yeah, and like, not for $25. Oh. Uh, the skins prices are so insane. Uh, whatever, none of that shit matters. Who cares? All the good skins were in the first game anyways. They 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 they, they added like no skins to the game any either, which is just funny. It's just they should have just I don't know, put Overwatch down just or just left it and just done a PvE only game and then have Overwatch 1 be the PvP game. Uh yeah. I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't get it. I don't get it. It's sad I can never play Overwatch 1 again. Yeah, and, the, and it's I so frustrating that, that like again. all I mean, that shit is just can just called Overwatch 2 now. All right, all right, exactly. But it's not it, but but like oh man, but it's not, dude. No, exactly. I mean, you can still buy it's, it's... Overwatch 1 physically. Even though it doesn't exist, <laughs> incredible. Oh, yeah, that was. I remember. Um, I remember Destiny. That was the case as well, where it's like you can still buy this expansion. Right. And it's like, like the Destiny Two expansions, Forsaken, Forsaken, or whatever. It's like that's not in the game anymore. Don't mm. buy that, please. Uh, no, but I know what you mean, Ben. Because Overwatch One was it was a different thing, and and like to bring back Overwatch One would not just to be to have the first game available. It would also be to have like the old versions of the characters, which were more interesting. They were less balanced, but less balanced was more fun because you would get those games where you'd have a weird popping off with the turret as Torbjorn, or you were 
terrified to see a bastion on the other team because he was so so strong um but now it's just like oh it's the same seven characters they're all here uh i also just think most of their dlc characters are not good i i they're not fun to play against uh doomfist is not fun to play against sombra is not fun to play against the the hamster i hate to say it not fun to play against uh yeah anyways that's overwatch uh i remain curious to see what the pve stuff will be but um they did a, a halloween event right now which has some pve stuff in it that is new um and it's not just like their wave-based trash mode that they had back in overwatch one it's actually got like story stuff in it and it's cute but it, it felt like a a baby mode version of a destiny strike that i did once and i'm like okay yeah. i never need to play that again it was cute it felt like you know some modders made a cute story mission or something <laughs> um, i hope the pve is more than this um so we'll see i guess yeah. i i don't know i just don't know overwatch is very odd mm. yeah don't play it ben you're better off I know we had said I know, like, we'll play and have some fun, but I, I don't want to play Overwatch at all. And that, I can't, it might, I like, the, like, all the bullshit changes aside, like, that, that my, I'm full stop, can't wrap my head around going to 5v5. Going to 5v5. I can't wrap my head around going to 5v5 It, it makes all. no difference. You won't even know. It, it feels exactly the same as 6v6. That's the thing. Like, you, you, the the weird part is the roll queue limits. Like you're only allowed one yeah, tank that's, per that's team. It, yeah. No fun yeah. allowed. God forbid. And it's just like okay, whatever. Yeah. Uh, they yeah. they do still have in the arcade mode. Like they do still have no limits. Um, which sure. is funny. Like, but it's just relegated to people that <laughs> want to play the dumb modes. And I don't know. Anyways, Overwatch. Uh, whatever. Overwatch. Uh, and then the last one is Call of Duty. I did want to make the joke about... I actually did play another Naughty Dog game. It was the COD F Modern Warfare 2 campaign. <laughs> oh my gosh. Because yes. okay. let me tell oh you, boy. they did not have a single original idea at all. Uh, and yeah. they just copied Naughty Dog's games. I think I read that the campaign directors were higher... Like, they worked at Naughty Dog for many years. Um, so that would make sense. But it's kind of shocking how much it's just a naughty dog, like a weird naughty dog ripoff. There's the the truck sequence from Uncharted Four is in the game verbatim, um, and and not good because it's Call of Duty. Like you're like jankily jumping between trucks. It's not. It goes on for way too long. Uh, mm. There's Last of Us crafting and stealth, like and where the icons look like litigiously close to. The Last of Us, you know, binding and uh, spike crafting materials. Uh, I had a list at some point. The main villain is voiced by the guy that played Rafe from Uncharted 4. Um, oh my gosh. So so the villain sounds exactly the same. It just goes on and on. There were like a dozen things in there were like, this is just from Uncharted. This is just Uncharted. What do we do? Like, this is an Uncharted bit as well. This is another Uncharted bit. It was so weird. Um, oh my what i i would never have played that campaign if i didn't if it wasn't for facebook videos so it's like who cares uh sure. it was not good and it was like it was just funny to see how completely devoid of originality call of duty has become uh in the campaign because it, there's yeah. oh yeah there's like an mgs5 ripoff level as well which was really stupid uh 
They vaguely echo a couple of the moments from the original Modern Warfare 2 campaign, which is also funny because that campaign fucking rips and is so yeah, awesome uh, and, and is so goofy. And modern Call of Duty is so unrelentingly serious. And it's just like we're at the Mexican border and there's the wall and we're crossing over into America chasing a, a cartel member through the streets of the city in, in, in San Jose, Whoa. Texas. And it's so fucking gritty and real. And it's just, oh, God, it's exhausting. Yeah. Uh, raw, raw guns is just, just... Call of Duty was so good at being fun military action games for so long because they were serious, but they knew they were dumb at yeah. the same time, right? Like, Modern Warfare 2 has an extensive... Uh, like, Modern Warfare 2 is ripping ideas, the original game is ripping ideas off from all over the place, but they're stealing from good things like The Rock. They're recreating mm. the long sequence at the end of The Rock in, the, in Modern Warfare 2, and it's cool as fuck. Uh, and it's fun, because, like, they're having fun. They're making dumb action movies. Like, mm -hmm. this game has the prison break sequence from MW2. Except you go in at night, and it's a Mexican prison, and you're... <laughs> Roger that. We've got it. Tango down. We better get our M4 out. Whereas in the in the MW2 originally, you like fucking fly into the gulag and you're zip lining out from the helicopter with Price, and you're like, this is so stupid. Oh my god! And modern yeah. Call of Duty is like, oh, no fun allowed. We've got to use our tactical night vision properly. <laughs> oh, it has an all gillied up knockoff, and it's super boring. Uh, like it's just oh, so weird. Ugh, yeah. Anyways, then Boy. the multiplayer is Call of Duty. Um, okay. Yeah. I don't have anything to okay. say about it. <laughs> yeah. Damn, all right. Well, yeah. shit. All right, well, all right. I played... Uh, well, do damn. you remember... Um, um, oh, God, what was that game? Call of Duty 4? Yeah. Modern Warfare. Yeah, Call of Duty 4 yeah. Modern Warfare from 2007. It's that game again. Yeah, uh -huh. yeah. Yeah. Okay. But what, what, was 20, what was 2019's Modern Warfare again? That, like, was, uh, was, that was Modern Warfare. That was Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Oh. Not to be confused with Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare. And this yeah. is Call of Duty Modern Warfare II, not to be confused with Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. That came out in the year 2022. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, there you go. Yeah. yeah. Modern, Modern Warfare 2, 2, 2, 2. Actually, I remember Modern Warfare 2 original uh, Infinity Ward was like more or less dropping the Call of Duty name and all their marketing. And that was actually one of the few things that led to the huge mm. explosion where they, you know, everyone got fired. And anyways, that was that was exciting. Modern Warfare 2, yeah. good video game. Yeah, just go play the original Modern Warfare trilogy. Just go play the original trilogy and you'll be fine. I mean, the, these new games are good too. They're very well made. Um, but they're just... <sighs> it's just Call of Duty, right? Yeah. But it's just like... It's just... There was, there's a panache to the old ones. Oh, absolutely. These ones yeah, are so yeah, yeah. self-serious. So self oh, yeah. It's yeah. just yucky. Yeah. Just yucky. And, and like... But they've, they have made... In all seriousness, they have made some good changes to this game multiplayer-wise. Uh, not they're not mm. major, but like they finally got rid of all the stupid like dog shit movement stuff that the fucking sicko nightmare children <laughs> slide were using. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. and people are furious yeah. about it. And it's like, no, no, you guys are dumb. The game is so much better without these dumb movement mechanics in sure. it. Like, um. I still cannot counter anyone who just jumps around a corner. Oh, no, no, no. I, I will die. die if you do that. I'm dead. Oh, yeah, yeah, 100%. If, <laughs> I, if I have a cup of coffee, crazy. I might be able to, like, get a few shots in before I die, but I'm still dead as well. Like, I can't. It's just uh, people that play Call of Duty are f out of yeah. their minds. But, the only time um, I've played this game is with alcohol, so 
I'm not exactly. Oh, that's a bad combo. <laughs> that's a dangerous well, combo. The only way I want to touch it. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> but it's good. Like, it's, it's just, it's Call of Duty. Like, it's, you know, there's really nothing to say. It's, they, they've made some weird progression changes where you have to, I think they're actually clever where you, they force you to use other guns to unlock other guns basically so like to use the mp5 you have to get this gun to level 12 which unlocks another gun which you have to get to level 12 and then you get the mp5 and it's sort of a an interesting way to get you to try all the guns out um but um yeah it's uh it's a call of duty game mm-hmm. it's it's it's, mm-hmm. it's, uh, it's well made if nothing else you thinking you think you think they'll make another one <laughs> uh, no i don't uh, maybe Maybe make another Modern Warfare Two. Yeah, I'm sure we'll get Modern Warfare Two twenty thirty five. I would imagine uh, we will get that again. How many Call of Duty twos are there? There's Black Ops two. There's two Modern Warfare two. There's, there's Call of Duty there's, two. There's Call of Duty two. There's Modern Warfare two and two. There's Black Ops there's, two. I'm sure we'll get yeah. we'll loop back around to Call of Duty Black Ops and Black Ops two. Those will get refreshed again, right? We already have two, three, well, three threes, three Modern Warfare three and Black Ops three, yeah. and then this right, new one and then will be there'll Modern be Modern Warfare, Warfare three, three two again in three years. Three two, sorry, three two, three yeah. two will be out because yeah, they do. They oh yeah, they set up the no Russian bit at the end of the campaign, except it's a plane hijacking man because it's so real. Are you fucking serious? <laughs> yes, <laughs> I'm not buying. This but game. also, I'm like, not this I mean, game. the first like. The, Modern Warfare 2, you shoot up a fucking airport. Like, it's not exactly, uh, you know. Uh, yeah, I probably, I wouldn't recommend buying it, Ben. It's Call personally. of Duty, like, nah. Yeah. And they, nah. Like, if you want to play Call of Duty really bad, then, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's one of those, but, uh, yeah. It doesn't have w- a creative idea throughout the oh, entire no. thing. No. Call of Duty hasn't had original ideas in... Six years, yeah. Mm, yeah. Like they tried jetpacks and everyone hated it. So and that's a shame because Advanced Warfare Two, Advanced Warfare is a great game and Infinite Warfare is a great campaign and uh, mm-hmm. everyone fucking hated those. So mm. boots on the so ground, like, baby. Warzone Two will be out and will be free, right? So if you want to get a feel for the new engine, right? That's right? true. You yeah, you can just yeah that. Uh, yeah, I'll be. I am interested to see how that game looks. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, it'll yeah, be, be Warzone. I forgot that that was free, yeah. So, um, I will say, like, I, I am having a lot... I'm enjoying it more than I thought I was capable of. Mm. Which I, I haven't really played or enjoyed Call of Duty in eight or nine years. Um, so, I'm, I'm actually, like, having a decent time with it. But it's it's just Call of Duty. It's just, uh, it's just Call of Duty. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. God. It at least was nice to have like a major multiplayer release come out and you know feel like a mostly finished game for the. It's been yeah, a true. while, been a while since we've had sure. that, so um, that's cool. But uh, yeah, quite easy uh, when you recycle the same format for the last twenty years and don't add. Oh yeah, new. oh definitely. Mm. Yeah, it's honestly surprising how badly made the last few were, considering uh, they've made the same game without change for. 20 years you'd think yeah. they would have it perfected but they still don't and they still don't hear like the spawns are still fucking terrible <laughs> like there are so many little things oh, in Cadre, yeah. like how have you not figured this one out mm. how have we how, what how are we still spawning right beside enemies uh i don't know i don't understand but that's fine whatever cod is just missing just like something a soul 
interesting going on, like yeah. an interesting mode. Uh, yeah, because I've, I've been playing some because for work we want to, you know, level up. Because unfortunately, yeah. even in customs, there are certain things which are locked behind levels. Yeah. Mm. Um, and I've been trying to play the bigger modes. I think me and Jameson were talking about it on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Just because, uh, you know, with bigger modes, in theory, there should be interesting outcomes from the increase in player size and vehicles. There should be, like, battlefield moments. Yeah. Um, and no, not really. I haven't had any moments. I think I said again on the Discord that I did have one fun moment where a player was holding a cargo bob in the air on the, the border crossing map, and I just mm. kept respawning parachuting down on a camping guy and i would just die and then respawn and i was doing that over and over again um but yeah it's very situational it requires people in the call of duty community to have a soul (laughs) and want to do anything that isn't running around diving and shooting people and i just yeah i played like two to three hours of the multiplayer all in the bigger mode and i can't really say of one interesting moment it was kind of novel to be in like a tank in call of duty and shoot people because Again, no one wants to get in vehicles because it's not the thing people want to do in Call of Duty, which is, I guess, fair enough. You play yeah. the game how you want to do. Uh, but yeah, again, like we were talking, like Jameson recommended doing the 6v6 modes if I just want to grind. And I'm just like not looking forward to that mm-hmm. uh, because, mm-hmm. I don't know, I'm uh, I just, I don't, like if I shoot someone in Call of Duty and they die, I don't feel much of a sense of reward. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. So I'm like, I'm searching for something. Uh, but like Jameson said, it's well made. It's Call of Duty. Um, I don't find it frustrating because there's so yeah. little stakes and you just respawn. So it's just like, just a bit of apathy at the moment. I just jump in. I'm not really having fun. I'm not miserable. I'm not annoyed. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I'm just not really, I'm not really getting much out of it. Uh, so I, I mm. can't, I'm going to keep going because um, every now and then I see someone kill me. I'll look at the kill cam and they're using a gun which looks like a laser. And I go, I'm like, that looks fun. Like, yeah. I want to I mm. do that. And my guns are <laughs> yeah. dog shit. Uh, but the, the unfortunate thing is I have to play the game and get through that wall yeah. until I get to a place. But, um, you know, it's work, so I will keep chipping away at it. And, you know, hopefully I can find a gun which, uh, you know, I can get to a spot where, like, Jameson's at. We're just, like, having a mostly good time. Yeah. But, yeah, at the moment I'm just, like, uh, I'm not feeling anything. Is the uh, surprising thing, which is better than misery, I guess. <laughs> you know, I well, I feel yeah. very little as well. But it's like I regard that as actually a huge win for Call of Duty, <laughs> considering how much wow. I fucking hated the last few. Like, I like Modern Warfare 2019 was just infuriating to play uh, because yeah, of all their little it. like sweat decisions, and then I didn't really bother with the other two. And uh, yeah, like I think. I would not have I would not be enjoying the game as much as I am if it wasn't a um work related, right? So it's like I know right. I we need to get these things leveled up. I don't mind putting the time in and I know Joe would really rather not do it. So I'm like <laughs> quite happy. I like it's fine. I, I like the you said the other day, Joe. It's like I like I still enjoy just running around shooting dudes and he doesn't and I'm content <laughs> to put the time in because it's work related. Um I also don't think I'd be enjoying it as much if Overwatch 2 hadn't just come out. <laughs> yeah. um, sure. And this, like, it's just so exhausting to play that game. And then I go into Call of Duty and like the three minutes I waited to find my shit hell match that I played the other day in Overwatch, I could have played an entire game of Call of Duty in three minutes, right? And you're just yeah. like, there's no stakes at all. You just, you hit X, you run in, 
Maybe you shoot a guy, maybe you shoot two guys, and then you die, and then you do it again. And at the end of the game, you level up like seven different things, and you're like, my endorphins, yay, and uh, repeat. And um, yeah, I'm not miserable. I'm I'm finding it surprisingly comfortable, which I don't think Call of Duty has been for a few years now. So Mm -hmm. they've obviously made some changes Mm -hmm. that have made it more approachable, which is nice. Uh, But I also am in the right headspace for Call of Duty because... Uh, it, it sure is fun to play after Overwatch, let me tell you. Mm. Just nothing matters at all. But yeah, I would I would agree with you, Joe. It's sort of just like, yeah, it's, uh, I feel nothing really, but that's okay. That's fine. <laughs> it's better than being depressed by Call of Duty and Battlefield or by Halo and Battlefield or, or the game just that's, being completely same unplayable thing. or whatever. Like it's, yeah. it's a very premium feeling pro- uh, experience and it feels like content rich and more mostly complete. There's a few little things that they need to tweak or add, but uh, you mm-hmm. know, in the world of multiplayer, the bar is pretty low, and Call of Duty delivers just above it. <laughs> yeah, just above yeah. the bar, just, just, just above. And it's sort of sad what the state of multiplayer games is, where you say that and you're like. The, it it's just delivering the bare minimums and yeah. it stands out from the rest. Like I look at Call, I'm like, wow, Call of Duty is back. They got a big package this year that's loaded with content. It's well made. And then you look at all the other things from the last few years, and it they like they just make Call of Duty look better, which is sort of crazy because it's yeah, Call of Duty the, twenty. The three hours in Devour was more fun than the billion dollar shooter game. Oh, a hundred percent. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. It is. I also just sort of look at Call of Duty and when I play, there's just this, I have this sort of like cold admiration for all of it. It's so designed for engagement and monetization and it's just like, it's pure ice cold business. That's what Call of Duty is. And this is like, it is at its peak right now. It is just like ice cold man in a suit. They've perfected it, right? It's just, it's it's kind of beautiful. It's kind of yeah. beautiful. And just the little tweaks they make where it's like, now you got to grind out all these other guns to get the gun you like. It's brilliant. It's so simple, but it's <laughs> yeah. like, man, you fuck. They just know how to keep people yeah. addicted. They are like the best drug dealers in the world. They and, really did it, man. You know, you just like, I respect it. I respect it. <laughs> yeah. This cold, dark part of me is yeah. just like, hell yeah. You guys nailed it. No wonder you're getting bought for $70 yeah. billion. You fucking nailed it. <laughs> you sick, awful company. have They've mastered it. And they're, like we've talked about, they're immortal. They're immune to bad press. The, the addicts will come back every year, no matter how bad the product is, they'll be back. It doesn't matter. They're an unkillable machine. It's it's extraordinary. They've like achieved the perfect mm-hmm. business. It's unbelievable. Yeah, eh, yeah. So there you go. And we've got it for the. It it feels like a a game that will survive the two years it has to survive for. It feels like a stable base, a stable platform, uh, lots of room to put extra things on it. You don't have to build the foundation like you do with Halo and Battlefield. Uh, they can just sort of start putting stuff up and uh that's that, a good that thing. part from a spectator point of view is always interesting just to see how the call of duty machine from a live service perspective just 
like keeps yeah. going and keeps supporting itself. Yeah. I mean, obviously, like we have to kind of work. We're always on yeah. top of it. Uh, but you know, it, even though I didn't partake in 2019 or Warzone, just from work perspective, it was interesting mm. to be with it every step of the way, just mm-hmm. for work and just see the bizarre machine unfold and evolve. Yeah, and I weirdly look forward to that part again. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's an extraordinary colossal entity, mm-hmm. uh, and it's and and it is fascinating to watch it just it is. get bigger and bigger and bigger. It's is I, there anything I, like it that hasn't faltered no. and dripped and died off? Like I remember a decade ago when Modern Warfare Three was coming out, and people were like, "This has got to be like." Surely this is sort of the first step into Call of Duty starting to become a bit less relevant, right? And then mm. MW3 came out and you're like, best-selling game in the franchise. Oh, okay. I guess not. And then it really dipped in with Ghost, uh, Advanced Warfare, Infinite Warfare, World War II. Like, they were sales were quite down. Uh, but here we are again. Modern Warfare 2, again. Here best-selling game again. of all time, again. Uh, you know, it's it's, yeah, wild. There is nothing else like Call of Duty, and yeah, there really isn't. For that, I, I don't know. I nod my head in acknowledgement. At the very least, <laughs> I acknowledge it. <laughs> I do not approve, but I acknowledge and sort of respect it. Yeah, yeah. The same way I respect like a great white shark. <laughs> it's just like <laughs> yeah. you are gonna. I don't want to go near you. You are gonna devour everything uh, in your path, and. You've yeah. been alive for 50 million years with zero evolution. Just as, just as deadly. Reason, yeah, that'll just be Call as of deadly. Duty. All of humanity you. will have died and the computers will just be playing and making and playing Call of Duty. And the aliens will find, and it'll just be Call of Duty everywhere still in a thousand years. Uh, God damn, do I respect you. It's, yeah, yeah. Perfect timing. I hear Theo mm-hmm. standing up. Well, my family is coming through the door. Theo, anything to say to, the, to your fans, to your friends at home? Maybe just some puffs and some pants. No, but we'll, uh, if, if, uh, with all due respect, gentlemen, maybe we'll wrap it up. Yeah. I basically passed out about an hour and a half ago. Yeah, that's fine. I heard you playing Vampire Survivor. <laughs> no, I, I, yeah, you, you guys carried <laughs> me for the last uh, half of that. I waned hard. That's okay. I was happy. Yeah, it's been a do. while since I've had a bunch of games to talk about, so it was yeah. nice to have a bunch. I look forward to hopefully talking mm-hmm. about Plague Tale with Joe. Yeah. That'll be exciting. Yeah, for yeah. sure, Lil. Let's uh, let, yeah, well, let's try and get one done before the best oh, of the yeah, rest yeah. of the year show, yeah. and then uh, and then we'll see where we're at. Cause I want to talk and I want to talk Ragnarok or God of War, and then I want to talk. Uh, I hopefully play Scorn or something <laughs> no, too. Don't do that. that. What are you playing, Lil? Background, am I right? <laughs> what are you playing, Lil? Come here, Lil. <laughs> no, she's she's all business. Long time, man. Uh, uh, YouTube youtube.com slash defend the house fb.gg slash defend the house too twitch.tv slash defend the twitch anything and lil do you have any pl- plugs promos anything lily's been playing uh coco melon's big adventure <laughs> and uh blippy strikes Peek-a-boo. back a new reckoning yeah because <laughs> lily's been playing peekaboo's a classic and, uh, it's one of the greats She's playing Peekaboo 2 Modern Warfare, oh, which is shit. actually a remake of... Yeah. How do they monetize Peekaboo? That's what I want to know. You can only peek ten times a day. And that, any, anything Honestly, that's Call of Duty is Peekaboo, right? Like, except you die. That is Whoever true. Whoever peeks yeah. first, dead. 
Pick up. Oh, I'm dead. Pick up. Oh, I'm dead. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.